Hi, this is comedian Courtney Cronendold, and you are listening to Shout It Out Loud cast with Tom and Zeus. These guys are hilarious. They make me laugh so hard. I could listen to them talk about Kiss and Chris Jericho for hours and hours. I mean, and they can go long, and it's good, like, the whole time. You're never, like, bored or looking at the ceiling or like, oh, are you almost done? Hurry up. I can't breathe. Get off my hair. You're just into it because it's that good. Oh, boy. Here we go. Pressing the button. Star? Simmons. Star? Stop shouting. He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here come the kiss times. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. I'm gonna grab me a nice cold mellow Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it. Why? Because the fuck That's all. Talking about 617 You do? Hey, fucko. Do you like Kiss? Settle down. Hello. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus, another episode of Three Sides of the Coin, episode 213, <laughs> entitled Shout It Out Loudcast. <laughs> Did I do it backwards? I think so. Tom, how the fuck are you, buddy? Man, this th- th- we thought this episode was already going to be big, having three yeah. sides on. Then we record on the day of the big news, the big kiss news. So uh, we have an extravaganza here. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm annoyed with all of it. <laughs> Oh, oh, did you go online? Oh, I'm annoyed. I'm I'm annoyed with all of it. I hate people. I I hate kiss. (laughs) I hate people. (laughs) I hate kiss fans. I I I hate kiss podcasts. I hate podcasts. I hate everybody. But we love Shout Out Loudcast. We love Three Sides of the Corner. We love all of you who listen to both of those shows. (laughs) Welcome, new listeners. Yes. Yes. Oh God! I just get so annoyed with the over the topness of everything. Dude, we just spent another twenty five minute venting. I'm telling you, we need we need to rec- we need to record these and put them up on Patreon. <laughs> so oh bad. God! Yeah, there's just so much things that are easily tick us off about stupidity oh. and the overabundance of every. Like I couldn't look at our Facebook feed because I had to put on our dorm damage episode yep. on places without everybody in their cousin and Uncle Marvin telling me, oh, the gate. Oh, Kiss is going to be on. Oh, oh, here's my breakdown. Ugh. Holy we get fuck, it, dude. We get it. We get it. It reminds me of the whole fucking Chappelle thing. Somebody, please. Get your rule on the phone. Help me make sense of this. Somebody, please get a kiss nerd. Hell, explain this to me. Like, this is we talk about this with with Mike and Lisa. It's 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 like, and and it's. I know there are people out there that are going to blame us for being contributors to this, but like sometimes, like the kiss fandom, the social media, like. You just you suck all the life out of the band that we love, and it's just like oh, oh, oh. 
Click on that. Don't bother me for tickets. Oh, I'm not going to get tickets. I'm going to book the hotel. Tickets are going to be too expensive. The scalpers are going to ruin this for everybody. Then don't go. Dude, you know what it reminds me of? Another sports analogy. Already, my Boston Bruins are breaking every single record. It's like almost the greatest season, regular season in hockey history. Yeah. Guess who happens to write a hockey article today? To say, hey, do you remember the 1971 Boston Bruins with Bobby Orr that lost to the Canadians? They were unstoppable, too. Dude, Dan Shaughnessy, go fuck yourself. Stop talking about things you don't know, and you have to do that. That's the same mentality. Oh, you guys are enjoying Kiss and the end of the road tour? Well, you might not get tickets because the scalpers will come out. Dude, if Dan Shaughnessy had a Kiss podcast, actually, it would probably be like ours. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, go get your curly head girlfriend over there. <laughs> oh, you guys like Kiss? Let me tell you why they suck. Yeah. Tune in. <laughs> Who was it that called him his curly head girlfriend? I think that was that like Carl Everett or something? Carl Everett, yeah. yes. Carl Everett's yeah. the guy who that Carl Everett's also the guy that didn't believe the dinosaurs were real. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it. I've never seen a dinosaur. Why do I know? Why would I why would they be existing? But I like Carl Everett because he helped me win a fantasy baseball league one year, so that's okay. Okay, Murph nerd. Hey, watch us. You were in that same league. Yeah, and then Murph invited us over. Yeah. And we're like, okay, let's do this fantasy football league with Murph and his baseball nerd friends. Yeah. And me and you were looking at each other like, these kids were beyond fucking nerds. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. We were like, what's a whip? (laughs) (laughs) Pull it out. Dan Plesak has got the best whip. You got to add him as a mid reliever. I'm like, like, what what the fuck is whip? What's a a hold? That's a stat? What the fuck are you guys talking about? Where are the cameras? (laughs) It was just bad. Well, by the way, we have an episode to talk about, right? Well, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, we just, this this is what we do. We just vent. We just vent. Yes. So before we do, we got to give a shout out to the man. It's tax season, Tom. So let's uh, shout out to the tax man, Tony Barone, and the lover of Tool. Oh, boy. That's right. Oh. Hey, Loudcasters. ABCPA Inc. is an accounting firm located in the suburbs of Chicago that can assist you with all of your tax needs and accounting. And tax season is upon us, people. For businesses, they offer bookkeeping, financial statements, payroll processing, payroll tax returns, sales tax returns, filing federal and state income tax returns, and help with starting your own business. For individuals, they offer help with sole proprietorships, rental real estate, trust and estate tax returns, and filing personal federal and state income tax returns. They have access to all 50 states. So whether you live in Wisconsin or Washington State. AB CPA Inc. can prepare and e-file on your behalf. Did you know Kiss Army? If you own a business with employees and have had a 20% reduction of revenue that you did in 2019 due to COVID or state-mandated shutdowns, you might be entitled to additional tax credits. Follow them on Facebook and LinkedIn and visit them on their website at abcpainc.com. That's abcpainc.com or email our buddy Tony at Tony at abcpainc.com. That's Tony at abcpainc.com. Or call him at 708-430-3232. That is 
1-800-430-3232. Yeah, ABCPA Inc. Woo! All right. So, our poll was obviously related to our episode where we talked about the 20th Century Masters, the Best of Kiss Millennium Collection Volume 2, which covered the 80s, or, yeah, non-makeup era. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And, yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. And we said, which of these four songs should have been part of the compilation? And the options were two of Zeus's favorites and two of Zeus's worst. <laughs> Shandy, A World Without Heroes, Turn uh, on the Night, and Let's Put the X in Sex. That's Those, really correct, Tom, how you describe that. Yeah, two, literally, like your, two of your all-time favorite kid songs and your worst two, yeah. all, all in a poll. No. Uh, because the winner of the poll at 39% is Turn on the Night. Second place, though, Zeus, 28%. Shandy. Oh, Murph and his burner accounts. And then 20%, let's put the X in sex and dead last Woo! world without heroes. Ugh. 13%. Sucks. Uh, sucks. A couple comments. And of course, our favorite Murph says, let's go, Shandy. Sorry, Zeus. Of course he did. See? Uh, our buddies Adam and uh, Orion over at the Metal Oasis podcast chime in says, a world without heroes is an awful song. Get rid of reason to live and put on turn on the night. Yes, Metal Oasis. Smart God. comments. Ah. 
Uh, our buddy Steve says Shandy is a great fucking song. So there. Yeah. Who said that? Steve, our buddy Steve, our long time, long time Twitter Steve, buddy Steve. You have problems, buddy. We love Steve. We love Steve. Oh, Ken and Satan service. I lo- this is like a running joke now. Ken and Satan service says, as a musician, <laughs> Shandy gets my vote. Uh, nowhere fan either didn't listen to the episode or doesn't have the CD because he said a better option would have been all hell's breaking loose to appeal to rap fans. Well, nowhere fan all hell's breaking loose is on the CD. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the show. (laughs) So I am sorry about that. Uh, Let's see. El pedo caliente. So I don't know if that means he's a hot pedo. That doesn't sound good. Um, he says, let's put the ends in sex is the only kiss song I listen to with any enthusiasm. Okay. All right. Uh, and that's Twitter. Uh, we want to get through feedback here tonight because we had a lot to talk about, but that's, uh, that's some Twitter feedback on the book of face, Tom, our kiss cruise and Patreon buddy, Jeff Kinsley, man, he's awesome. Uh, one thing of, one thing of notice here is that there's only one gene song represented. To be actual, there's only one non-Paul song, really, if you think about it. But it's mostly the 80s. What did you expect? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All the singles and, and, and stuff, with the exception of I Love It Loud, really, were uh, were Paul's. Our buddy Mark Flores Music chimes in about that question of the week, Tom, that we had. From what I heard, the costumes of the Cycle Circus action figures were based on prototypes from what they were supposed to be new costumes for the band. The original idea to tie all the cycle circus together, the comic books, etc. From an interview with Gene at the time, he said that the new costumes might be too much change at once. The reunion had been successful, and with the first album, new material from the original band in 19 years about to drop, the visual familiarity of the destroyed suits was a better way to go. Translation, they're lazy. That's bold. (laughs) That's fucking, but that explanation holds no water with me. So you have a new album with new songs, but you're going to wear the Destroyer costumes? Come on, dude. That's that's a terrible ex- explanation. I mean, I appreciate Mock Flores for writing that. I, I that's that's great information. But as far as Gene, that's 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 ridiculous. Yeah, it's still a weak excuse to not yeah, change come on. things up. Mark has always been awesome, and we appreciate it, buddy. Over on our Loudcasters group page, our buddy Sean DeHaan. Yet another fun episode. Too bad it was for such a pointless compilation. Have to agree on the cover. They all look great except for Paul. What is with the look on Paul's face? Looks like he got cocksuckers cramp. Oh, come on. I can't put that in there. Sean, I didn't expect that from you. And Sean, we hope you're recovering well, buddy. We love you, man. Absolutely. My, my bootleg friend over there. Thank you. And he's a hockey guy, too. I always forget that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Derek Rolando. I see what you both mean about Paul now. Looks like he's jerking it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, the whole band looks pretty cool there, Bruce in that suit. But Paul, it's just it's a bad photo. He shouldn't be on the cover. I agree with you, Tom. The other one should have been on the cover there. Yeah, the back, co- the back cover should have been the front cover. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Over on YouTube, Devin Dungan. I have a lot of fond memories about this compilation. One of my personal favorites. I would consider the first two volumes in the series a perfect representation. I remember my grandparents picking this CD up when I was a small kid and me looking at the booklet constantly because at the time, 
I didn't know much outside of original Kiss because my parents didn't own any non-makeup albums other than Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits. That's a common occurrence there, Devin. Yep. Um, I remember being intrigued by the pictures of the different lineups and looks of the eras and wanting to explore the other albums. I had a similar experience with Kiss Alive 3 and MTV Unplugged. Love this compilation and great episode. Thank you, Devin. Uh, Pete Starrow says they should have played I've Had Enough Into the Fire right off the bat. Great then, song, but great song. That's that would never be put on a compilation, though. But I love that song. Uh, Mark Cole, drum teacher, says 10130. Yeah, I guess people aren't used to a short episode by us. We'll make up for it with this one this week. This is not going to be short. <laughs> and our buddy Nige jumps in and calls us part timers. <laughs> and, and that's what I got, Tom. Over to you. All right, let's wrap it up here with a fantastic email. From uh, a new Patreon, which we will get into in a minute, but this is our buddy Tony McKay emailing us all the way from Australia. And he says, hello, Tom and Zeus, 45-year KISS fan from Melbourne, Australia, and I've only recently found your podcast thanks to some connections with the guys in Classic 78. What a blast your episode with them and their album. Absolutely, yes. I know you know KISS had huge hits in Australia in the Dynasty Unmasked era, but you've got to understand they were the biggest thing there was. Australia's biggest selling single in all of 79 was I Was Made for Loving You. And in 1980, both Shandy and Talk to Me were in the top five units sold for the whole year. Then music from the elder arrived, and that was kind of that, although I made top 10 for a few weeks. But their Australian tour in late 80 was literally like Beatlemania. Girls were hiding in the boots of cars. I love that. That's a nice term because I think, isn't a boot the trunk? Yeah. Anyways, because they thought it might be going to their hotel the next day. People going through the garbage from the Southern Cross Hotel on live TV in case there was a discarded tang bottle, that kind of thing. There's plenty of news clips on YouTube that show them how crazy it was, and I was proudly one of them. To the point, though, related to your latest fantastic episode on Millennium Collection Volume 2, I'm as fascinated as you guys about who chooses the songs to be on these random compilation albums and how they choose. However, as a musician, just kidding, he says, no, as an advertising agency guy for 30 years, I'm well-versed in music rights and royalties. Knowing what was going on with the band and post-Peter and Ace era, I am entirely convinced that the Kiss business, probably at the instruction of Gene, looks at the songwriting credits for all these and works out who's going to get paid for these compilation albums. And keep in mind, they still sell good volumes in Japan and China and really all through Asia. I don't think it's much about what are the best or most representative songs of this creature's hot in the shade era. It's about where every last cent of revenue goes and making sure it goes to the quote, right people. Tell me that's not at least plausible as someone just picking obscure and just shit house songs to get on the album. Remember, this is the business that re-recorded all of their hits for the 2008 Japanese Jikogu Ritsudan album using Hired Guns, Tommy and Eric, ostensibly to offer fans a high-quality digital experience of their classical songs. But really, so they could license these tracks to Hollywood and advertising agencies without having to cut Peter and Ace in on revenues. Maybe I'm just an old cynic, but I've been around the commercialization of popular music for a long time, and this is what it smells like to me. Having such a thrill going back through old episodes, now I'm on board. Thanks for each and every one of them. Loving I've discovered you guys. We're on the same wavelength. Cheers. Tony McKay from Precision Marketing and Media Lead, Melbourne, Australia. Tony, first of all, thank you for being a new listener. 
Thank you for that amazing email and your insight. We appreciate that because you have a background. Thank you. And because of that, Tony, my friend, you are our comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> Woohoo! Nice. Yes. That's awesome. Thank you, Tony. And uh, Tom, we're going to continue to thank Tony. <laughs> yes. Because what we do next is we thank our Patreon subscribers. And Tony McKay is our newest Patreon subscriber. That's Tony, right. thank you so much for joining. We really appreciate it. And, you know, Tony's all the way in Australia. Yet we have people from England, Australia, France, all over the world that are Patreon subscribers. So if you're interested, go to our Patreon uh, page. You can find it on our website, shoutitoutloudcast.com, right on the landing page. You'll see Patreon. Click on that. We have four tiers, all made up of the four original members. You can choose which tier that you want to subscribe to. They're all different types of memberships. You get different types of perks. All of it is part makes you part of our family. The Patreon family, you guys know, we've been talking about them now since, what, 2021. I think we started Patreon. They have been tremendous in the growth of this show. Um, been helping us tremendously for all our mechanical tech needs, uh, books, research, all sorts of stuff. They help us continue. People ask, how can I help you? Number one way to help our show, if you want to help us, uh, is become a Patreon member. And you get your perks. The Patreon family is uh, loaded with inside stuff. And... March Madness Tournament, we're in March now. Patreon members will play a major part in that. And uh, there will be a lot of more information coming out about that. But thank you, Patreon members. Thank you for supporting the show. And if you want to do it, like I said, right on our website, shoutoutloudcast.com. Go there, check it out, see if you have anything you like. If not, you can always go to the app or patreon.com. You search in creator, you look for shout out loudcast and uh, you find something that works for you. But thank you guys. And thank you, Tony. Tony, thank you so much, buddy. We really, really appreciate it. And to all the patrons out there, you guys rock. Thank you so much for your generosity and your continued support. It means so much to help the show continue to grow and continue to do what we do for you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Tom, what we do is we hop and skip over to Kiss World. Anything going on there? Mm, a little bit. Let's chip away at some of the tiny things. Um, you know, some of the little the little minor things, and then we'll spend a lot of time with the big news of the week before we get into uh the interview with with Mike and Lisa. So uh Zeus, take it away with some of the other other things in Kiss World besides the major news. Well, Ace is continuing to tour. I, I know I have a little fun with this, and I know it, it hurts the the Ace Cult uh, people's feelings. Ace is live? Great. Then why am I seeing five minutes of close-up of his girlfriend before Ace goes live? I know it shouldn't bother me, but it does. It is so clear. You, she's marketing herself. Ace, buddy, this happened to you the last time. Okay? 
when I see Kiss videos, I don't see Shannon Tweed with the camera on her face, and then all of a sudden the band comes on. Or I don't see Paul's girl wife come on, or anybody else for that matter, or any other musician when the band goes on live. Why do I know her? Why is she in the front? Because what? none of those other musicians you just named have dementia. <laughs> Doesn't have dementia. He just has space brain. Exactly. I, I'm, I'm just a little fucked up. That's she's all. my she's my new bride. <laughs> Apparently, he announced that she was his fiance. That's right. Uh, we got an inside scoop from some of our contacts that they're engaged now. Yeah, and that she wasn't very friendly, and a no. little bit. Too much me, 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 me. Is the camera on me? Am I talking to everybody else? Gee, how shocking. I would have never guessed that coming from her. Yeah. Well, she's got a good-looking man like me on the side. I'm a chick magnet. What do you expect? What else? Who else can pull off these rubber ducky boxer short swim trunks (laughs) with these stick figure legs? You could tell I skip leg day. (laughs) Somebody Posted that on our loud cast. It never gets old. Like, I, I I know we've seen that for years, but I still love it. <laughs> they did a close-up of his toenails. <laughs> I got I to gotta chip away at this fungi that's grown on my big toe. <laughs> really affects my gout. <laughs> that's why I've been walking crow feet for the last 30 years on stage. <laughs> These ingrown toenails are a bitch. That's why I was seen at Creatures Fest walking the parking lot by myself lost because I was looking for a toenail clipper. By the way, if people missed that, that's a true story. Ace was found walking around the parking lot and his manager had to get him. He was locked out or lost and he was looking for like scotch tape or something, I think. Something like like that. But regardless, we love Ace, but come on, man. I I can look ahead and see the disaster that's going to come down. But anyway, that was that. And then, Tom, you know, because you're the streaming guy, uh, a couple new things have have kind of over the last little bit have now become available. Yeah, two two things that a lot of people have been waiting for. Sonic Boom is finally available on streaming, which leads people to believe that that Walmart partnership has probably expired, which probably thinks now that you might be able to get some official vinyl on that or whatever. Uh, but the other thing that I, me personally, I'm really excited about, I'm, I'm honestly not sure what Zeus thinks of this, but I can't wait until we eventually get to the review of it. Kiss My Ass is now on streaming. I have loved that since the day it came out. Uh, I know Zeus is yawning. I think it's fantastic, probably because all the bands involved are 90s bands, you know, grunge alternative. I think it's a fantastic compilation of that, of those covers. So that's available. Those are cool things. The more Kiss stuff that's out there, the better for us as a show and the better for you guys to talk about it, too. So, yeah. And then there's the big news. Yeah. So as everybody knew, Kiss went on the Howard Stern show today uh, at 9 a.m. I listened to. They were they were on for over two hours, over two hours. Now, I have a job, so I tried to listen to as much as I as I could. And I did. I was able to listen to almost every word of it. I missed a little bit of it, um, but it was funny because Howard introduces them, brings them into the studio. And um, right off the bat, I don't know if, what happened, if it was like just overexcitement or something. You know, Howard's like, oh, yeah, here's, you know, kiss. We're going to. You know, whatever, talking, and, and Paul's like, yeah, that's why we're here. Final shows, December 1st and 2nd, Madison Square Garden. It was literally like the first thing he said. I'm like, dude, like, how about some suspense? And 
that he blurted that out and then it just then it just kind of like faded and i was like wait did he just announce the shows already um and then the next two hours was literally the script you've heard for years gene born in israel his mother you know a survivor paul his ear surgery the deformity the band people using chemicals but it, it literally the script that you have heard for chemicals. years. I, lo- I love when they use that word chemical. <laughs> literally the exact oh, same thing. No, no, it's numbing themselves. Numbing themselves. Chemicals. Yeah. Tommy Thayer barely said any. There was one point during the interview. Howard goes, yeah. And by the way, Eric and Tommy, yeah, I don't mean to ignore you guys. Like, <laughs> I can say a word. But I will like yeah. most fans do. Yeah. Tommy said a couple things. I don't think Eric barely opened his mouth. Um. They performed three songs. They performed Detroit Rock City, Shout It Out Loud, and Rock and Roll All Night. They fucked up Rock and Roll All Night to, <laughs> to the point where they had to play it again. Gene, like, came in during the solo or something, like, totally fucked it up. So, Paul, I, you could probably, I obviously, I didn't see it. I heard it, but you could tell Paul was like, all right, we're going to do that again. And then, so they did it again. And, and at the end, Howard Stern goes, why don't we do it again? Like, just kind of fucking with them. Yeah. Um. But they announced the final shows, which are going to be December 1st and 2nd in Madison Square Garden, New York City. Uh, They announced a bunch of other shows uh, starting October 29th in Austin, Texas. Uh, Then they do a couple uh, shows in California and Seattle. Then they do, I think it's a nine-show run in Canada. So they go from Seattle. They go up north. They go across Canada. Down to Tennessee, Indianapolis, Illinois, and Baltimore, Maryland, and then New York. So they skip, they skip the entire United States. Uh, a lot of people were commenting on the fact that they skipped Detroit, they skipped Cleveland. Uh, so I, I find it really interesting that they're putting all this energy into Canada, which is fine. I know there's a Canadian audience, but they 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 do Texas, uh, two in California, one of them being L.A., Seattle. And then it's Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, Saskatoon, Winnipeg, Montreal, Quebec, Ottawa, Toronto, and then down south for you know Midwest for a couple shows, and then uh, and then Madison Square Garden. So kind of interesting that they're doing that. I mean, whatever. Um, tickets go on sale next week. You can get the pre-sale code by either joining the Kiss Army fan club online or buying one of these horrendously designed T-shirts that they have on their website that costs 50 bucks. Um, and, and the pre-sale I think is Monday, uh, March 6th. There's a whole bunch of other different kinds of pre-sales. People are obviously freaking out, wondering how much the tickets are going to cost. People are already bracing themselves for scalpers. People get used to it. Okay. It's the same thing when they sell a colored vinyl of love gun, everybody buys it. And then a month later, they sell it for 500 bucks on eBay. It's the way of the world. I'm not defending it or condoning it. There's nothing you can do about it. These tickets are going to be ridiculous to get. They're going to be very difficult to get. And on the secondary market, they're going to be absurd. So just brace yourself for that. Okay. I'm not telling you anything that none of you people know. So other than the dates and the information on, on the show uh, and kind of the boring aspects of the interview, there was one piece of the interview that really caught my attention. Um, and Ultimate Classic Rock actually picked up on that. And it's an, a part of the interview where Paul talks about Eric Carr. Uh, and it was really, like, really shocking. 
um, for Paul to talk like this. So I, I'm going to I'm just going to read a little bit of it because I don't want to misquote what Paul says. Uh, he says, the one thing I think personally was a mistake was when Eric Carr got sick with cancer. Eric desperately wanted to work on a song, but he was still very frail. If I knew then what I knew now, I never thought this might be his last chance to perform. I would have let him play, but at the time I was sure he would beat the odds. Once we told him we were going to record Revenge, he cut himself off off from us. Though I thought I had made the best choices at the time, I began to realize I'd been wrong. We had cut Eric off in perhaps the worst way by denying him what mattered most to him, his place in Kiss. Stanley admitted to Stern that he and his bandmates struggled to come to terms with the rarity and severity of his illness. He had a heart cancer, which is only about six cases a year. At first, we didn't believe it could possibly be true. And over a short time, it became clearer. He had major heart surgery. And I think that our brain just doesn't let you comprehend, at least didn't in that case, mortality. I didn't believe that he could possibly die. I thought this was a new ongoing condition. And I said, okay, he's got this, and then it'll go away. And had I known, I think we would have treated it more sensitively. We took care of him. We paid his medical bills. But we also told him, we're going to continue as a band while he's sick. Well, he wasn't sick. He was dying. We flew to Eric's bedside immediately as soon as we went to the hospital and asked, is there anything we can do? Gene Simmons added, Paul's right. You think, oh, he's sick. He's in the hospital. You just don't think he's going to pass away. Paul then says, in hindsight, you go, wait a minute. They told us he had cancer that affects six people a year, and somehow we were just able to. What we did was we thought we were caring. We didn't take into account the depth of what was happening. Yes, I feel bad about that. And he rightfully pulled himself away from us and felt betrayed. That's so, shock. That's shocking to me. That is yeah. a sh- that is a rare moment of introspection and honesty from Paul. That is shocking to me. Yeah, and so all the people that still hold the grudge should should be ashamed of themselves. I'm sure Paul's been beating himself up about this. I'm sure Gene probably did too. Yeah. They've apologized. They've publicly stated that they were wrong. Now mind your own fucking business. Yeah. Who the fuck are people to hold this shit over him? Yeah. That's his life. That's the way he did it. He he feels bad about how he did it. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. And I will say one thing, regardless of what you what you what you guys think of Howard Stern, in my opinion, there is no better interviewer on planet Earth when it comes to celebrity interviews than Howard Stern. He knows how to ask the questions that people would ask. He comes across as a regular guy asking regular conversational questions. Now, granted, Paul and Gene are pros. They know how to sugarcoat a lot of this bullshit. And the, the fact that it was two hours was kind of ridiculous. Um I will say this right now. People are asking online. There was not one word about Peter, not one word about Ace, not one word about the final show. When I say not one word about Peter or Ace, I'm saying in regards to the final show. Yeah. Uh, there was no discussion about is yeah, it going to no be no breaking news. Or no, there was no. The only breaking news was the dates of the final show at Madison Square Garden. So yeah. uh, it's big news. I mean, we we knew it was coming. We knew it was going to be in December. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised about the, the, the U S dates in the fall and how they're kind of sprinkled about in Canada and not really that much more in the U S but I don't know. We'll see. It's finally coming to an end. I mean, I know people are laughing and, you know, commenting, but this is the end of the road and then we'll, we'll stop placing our bets on what's next. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of talk about as there always is Yep, with kiss. 
And before we get to three sides, uh, let me go see if I can get on the phone and see if I can uh, book Vinnie Vincent as the opening act. Okay, we're back. While you were working with Vinnie Vincent, I was trying to help Ace with some of his bunions that he was uh, kind of trying to deal with uh, with those flip flops that he wore. So he's he's having a real hard time. Poor Ace. I got a bad case of athlete's foot. Yeah, I got these plantar's warts. They're just really, really bad. Oh, oh <laughs> Jesus. Well, Tom, we talked about this. We were talking with um, uh, Mike Branville uh, for a bit. Hey, guys, want to come on? Let's shoot the shit about podcasts, KISS podcasts, the KISS world, KISS fans. And they were gracious enough to accept. Uh, fortunately, uh, only uh, Mike and uh, also uh, Lisa were able to attend. Uh, Tommy wasn't available. And uh, Mark was, uh, I don't know, having dinner. No, he was actually playing hockey um, and uh, couldn't make it. So we got half of three sides. And... Let's hear it. So our guest this week, if you're listening to us, you certainly have listened to them. They've been around for over 10 years, over 500 episodes. We have half of three sides of the coin here tonight. We have Lisa and Michael. Guys, welcome to Shout It Out Loudcast. Thank you for joining us. So so quick question, though. You said you've probably listened to us. That means... All 12 of our listeners actually do listen to you guys, then, right? I, who knows what the crossover is, Mike? We're, 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 we're told every week nobody listens. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to get into that. We're going yeah, we to talk. We are going to talk about that. Yes. And that is one of the fun parts about this. So uh, it, it, we're so happy to have you guys on. We wish we could have Mark and Tommy. Tommy might be joining us. We'll see. Yep. But, Tommy uh, might be joining us. But Mark, Mark, no. I mean, so everybody knows. It's hockey night. Mark's on the rink. And the only thing more important to Mark than hockey is eating. So it ain't happening. I'm sorry to say that's okay. That's okay. That's all right. That's That's all right. Maybe he could play for his Detroit Red Wings. They could use players because that team's really not that good. Oh, come on. But that's okay. Our Mike Bruins team is number one. That's all. I wish he was here so I could go back and forth. That's right. Oh, you know what? That sucks. Yeah. You have a, Lisa, do you have a Boston connection? Um, I work, my company's based out of Boston. So that's why I go up to Boston a lot. And I'll actually be there. Oh, do you? April 11th. Okay. okay. Where where in Boston? The city itself? Um, Needham. Okay. Needham, yep. Right? Needham. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. not too far. I spent a lot of time in Needham. Okay. Good for you. Nice. Nice. In the 95 corridor there, 495. You can kind of catch up there. It's great. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, it's certainly different from Georgia and uh, uh, was it San Fran, Mike? Sausalito, but that's San Francisco. Yeah. 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 Well, we're now, just to be clear, but just to be clear, I was born and raised in Pittsburgh. Let's just, you know. Okay. This is Fair just, enough. You know, there. Fair enough. Classic Pittsburgh right here. I know. Fair that enough. was awesome. Oh, yeah. I was there. It was an incredible game. Um, all right, welcome we, to ge- yeah. welcome to geography, uh, the podcast here. We're going to talk highways and byways. So yeah, there's no kiss. There's going to no. be no kiss talk. No, in no. we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the U.S. tonight. And then there'll be a quiz later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your homework will be geography related. Yep. Find us I ninety five. Where does yeah. that take you? Um, so guys, we are happy to have you guys on. 
Uh, obviously, before we were a show, we knew of you guys. And uh, we said this once we started, and we say it all the time. You may not have to just like us. You don't have to like another part. It's okay, people. You mm-hmm. can like more than one KISS podcast. Mm-hmm. We are all different. We didn't come in because we're saying we're better than them or they're better than us or something. Everybody has a niche and you guys have a niche. You have it because you guys have been dominating since you started. Was it 10 years ago? If you say kiss podcast, most people would recognize three sides of coin. I am saying this out loud. Tom will say it too. Oh, you yeah. guys are the big boys. Yep. But there's room for others. That's da- that's right. Of course. And yep. we have something, you know, we're, I think a little bit different. But when I want to find somebody that interviews big guests, talks about certain things that we can't, I listen. It's not a big deal. I can yep. listen to you without self-loathing or <laughs> complaining. It's all right. And we're a little bit more humor. We had some jokes. We do some breakdowns and stuff. Everybody's different. You can take a theology class on KISS if you want to listen to FAQ. It's okay. Everybody has a niche. And, and we can you, all coexist. Exactly. And we of course. can all be friends. And this a- is proof. And this is why we wanted this. Of course. You know, even at Creatures Fest, it was like, oh, Lisa's talking to someone. Who gives a shit? We're all yeah. friends. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but that kind of leads us into kind of like what I kind of wanted to launch off, like a, a launching off point here. So our 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 fans and your fans are very, very vocal and very, very passionate. I think let's look at Facebook. We welcome that. And sometimes it gets very, very animated, very passionate, sometimes to the point where sometimes comments need to be maybe, you know, handled in a certain way. So with everything that's going on in 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 KISS world, we see that social media sometimes has ruined the discourse and other parts of our society, politics mm-hmm. and stuff. Has social media, has Facebook, et cetera, has it made it more difficult to be like a like a Kiss fan? Because it seems like everybody sometimes forgets that this is the band that we love, and they they're bitching about Kiss Online and how they suck at shipping and <laughs> the, the Dubai DVD that you never got, or the set list that sucks, or Tommy and Eric wearing the makeup, and 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 sometimes you lose sight of that. You guys have been doing this for way longer than us. What's your experience with your fans, with your listeners, with your feedback, or just in general? Is social media kind of screwing it up for being a Kiss fan? I'm, can I talk? I'm going to say something first. Is that okay, Michael? Go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. You can go look first, Lisa. Man, Mike, look at me. <laughs> Talking. You don't talk on our show. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I swear to God, I'm joking. Because I'm sure that comment will spark something. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think social media is a good platform, but I yeah. think people are too sensitive and they have to realize that if you're going to put something on social media, that you're going to have to expect that people are going to write an opinion. Bingo. And if you don't like the opinions, don't write the post. Hmm. I mean, that you know, for me, I don't, I don't really, I mean, if you ever look at my social media page, all my social media pages are sharing other people's stuff or about Pittsburgh, the Steelers or something else. Right. I don't indulge in anything else because I don't really have time to go back and forth with people. But 
I do know some people that will put everything out there. And then as soon as someone says something, they get their panties in a big wad because they can't handle it. can't handle the, the opinions or the criticism. So in a way, I think it's good because it gives us KISS fans a sounding board to talk about stuff. But at the same time, it could be a little bit of a hindrance because that's where the sensitivity comes in because there's not a, like a, like two people communicating where you hear inflections and, and right. tongue. So it's just words on a page without that backup. So I can see it kind of being a little bit of a, um, a bit of a hindrance too. Yeah. yeah I'm off my oh, Lisa, just grow some balls. <laughs> it bothers me to the fact when I see people that will put something out there and then they get all mad because people aren't agreeing with what they're saying. Or, or, the, or, 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 the, or the people or the people that put a post out there. Like I, I refer to those guys as like, you know, like a bomb thrower. They'll, they'll, they'll purposely put something to antagonize the crowd. <laughs> Mike is waving his hands right now. I wasn't talking about, let me be clear. I was not talking about Mike. Mike is laughing. His head off right now. Mike, Mike, go Stir jump in. Stir the pot. Stir the pot. Right. Now, jump in. You know, I, so I've been involved in the KISS fan online world since 1995. Yep. Pre-social media. Um, in general, it's always been this way and it's never going to change. But I think social media is great because you guys probably hear this and we hear this all the time from from listeners who are like, I've been able to connect with KISS fans because I don't have any close friends who I can talk to about this stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So your podcast, your page, your group, whatever it might be, has allowed me to find online friends and and that in itself is what's great about it. What people need to understand is, yes, social media gives everybody a voice. And some people use that voice not in the best ways. Meaning they they literally look to start fights with people. Mm-hmm. I, you know, they, they, and and my attitude over the years has gotten to be, this is your life, so have fun doing what you want to do. And if something doesn't make you happy or you're not having fun because somebody's interjecting or sticking their nose into something, block them. Get rid of them. Yeah. Nobody on social media, a Facebook friend, it's not a real world friend. There's a big, <laughs> big difference yeah, yeah, between a personal close friend and an Instagram follower, Twitter follower, a Facebook friend, a member of a Facebook group. Those are not real friends. And and before somebody says, oh, yeah, well, I've got real friends. Yeah, of course, we've all got a small number of real friends. But the reality is the people you know in real life who are real friends most of us could probably count on one hand. Absolutely. Real friends that we know in real life. On social media, 
Christ, I've got like 4,000 people following <laughs> me on Facebook. They're not friends, not at all. And they're acquaintances. My attitude is good call. They're, 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 they're acquaintances. They know me because of some other thing, the podcast, working for Kiss, Kiss Online, whatever it might be. And that's great. And, and I welcome and I value all of those people being part of my life until they decide they want to do something to my life because they don't like it. And, you know, if they come in and start leaving comments, oh, you like that album, that album sucks, and you've got no taste in music, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's like, I don't have time for this, okay? You're a nobody to me. It's the truth. You're a nobody to me. And and the way I personally deal with it is, at least in the Facebook world, is the first time you cross that line, I just unfollow you on Facebook, you know, from following to unfollowing. Now I no longer have to see what you post. But if you keep interjecting yourself into what's going on, stirring pot, getting pissed at me, the next time I'm just blocking you because I don't need, I don't need negative in my life. And I think this is, this is something I think most people will learn as you get older. And it really didn't hit me until I was in my forties. I don't care what people think about me. I'm not out here to make sure everybody likes me. You either like or you don't like. And if you don't like, I got no problem with that. But if you want to keep harping on me because of that, I don't need that in my life. You know, you, I learned a long time ago, don't worry about stuff that you can't change. And I can't change some random person I've never met from the other side of the world. So, bye. There's more than enough stuff in my life to keep me happy. I don't need I don't need crap being thrown around all the time. And and that's sort of been that's my personal attitude, but we've also taken that attitude on three sides on our social media as well. It's like, you know, we want to we want this to be a place where people can have respectful, mature conversations. Not everybody has to I mean, here, perfect example. You know, we just did that episode of of over 10 of Kiss's biggest fails. Oh, yes. And, you know, a lot of people were that that stirred the pot. Did it was it done deliberately? No, it was one of these things where and I think I might have even said it in the show. I was watching some tech videos of like the 20 biggest cell phone failures in history mm-hmm. and the 20 biggest tech products that failed and. Apple's biggest failures. And I was just like, I love those kind of things because it's looking back at history and what worked and what didn't work. I'm like, what? Kiss has got stuff. Everybody does. (laughs) Let's do a fail on Kiss. Well, immediately there were fans that were like, Kiss has never failed in anything they've ever done in their life. And I'm like, come on. When you posted the the Vinnie Vincent and Eric Carr. I just posted posted a picture of Vinnie and Eric and said, Kiss's biggest failures. And they're like, you can't call Eric a failure. And I go, I didn't call Eric a failure. You don't even know what I said because you didn't even listen to begin with. Oh, I love those. Those are always great. Or or, or, when I posted like Carnival of Souls and Elder as biggest failures. Oh, those are my favorite albums. I'm like, this has nothing to do with music. Right. This is success or failure. 
And and what I got to with a lot of people is like, we love Kiss. We've loved Kiss from day one. We still love Kiss. They 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 make us happy. But as fans, we also are, I don't know, secure enough in our fandom, if you want to call it that, that we aren't afraid to admit they've made mistakes. They've done things that I didn't like. They did things that didn't succeed. They did things that were failures. Admitting that doesn't mean we're not a fan anymore. You know, to me, it's the fans who are like, they've never failed. And how can you ever say they've ever failed? You're not a, it's like, no, you, you got to go back and reevaluate what you're looking at in life. If you go through thinking a band that's been around for 50 years and released countless albums, tours, members, style changes, there isn't one thing in there that you kind of sit back and go, I wasn't the biggest fan of that. You know, yeah, I mean, I mean, and, every, hey, every it could be anything. Yeah. I mean, every, every year we start a tradition where, cause Zeus and I are huge Seinfeld fans every year in December, we do a festivist episode and it's us <laughs> bitching. We bitch. About, it's like the airing of the, of the kiss grievances. And we bitch about the things over the past year that kind of frustrate us with the band and people love it right. because you're right, Mike and Lisa, you can't love, you can't be a huge fan of something. Or I take that back. You can be, but it's not the kind of fan that any of us are going to be. You have to have some critical thinking and be like, I love this band, but that's just not good. What they did <laughs> that, that, you know, that, that, that didn't come out. Yeah, right. or, you know? There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I mean, to say that, Bill Starkey is not going to show up and discharge you from the Kiss Army for saying that. <laughs> right, you know, right, let's, let's right. you know, and, and and frankly, Gene and Paul aren't going to kick you out. They're not. They're not going to look down on you. I mean, good God, those guys themselves sit back and go, "Yeah, Elder wasn't the best thing we ever did. Yeah, right. Maybe it wasn't the smartest thing to do this." They themselves can look at what they've done and they can be critical and they can they can understand it. The point is to be able to do that in a a mature and respectful conversation, you know, starting with, well, don't put words in my mouth about what I said a failure was because you haven't even listened to the show yet. Listen to the show. Listen to why we said the elder was a failure. It wasn't a failure because we don't like the music. It was a failure because the album bombed. The purpose of why they did that album bombed. There was no tour. It nearly killed the band. Yep. Yeah, that was a failure. That was a critical failure. Doesn't mean I don't listen. I still listen to The Elder. I love The Elder. I'm fascinated by The Elder. But I will also sit here and go, it was the biggest. It was (laughs) one of the biggest failures that nearly killed the band. Yeah, I like about three or four songs. The rest of it <laughs> Come is, on, is you're painful. missing out. Oh, it's it's uh, look, you're missing the, out. The good songs on the Elder, I think, are good, but the other stuff is. I've tried. I've tried. I own. I look. I own. Take an Odyssey, too, Tom. I, You'll I, like it. I own way <laughs> too many copies of that album than I should. Put it that way, okay? So, like, like, like we all do. Yeah. One thing but, I want to bring up to you guys is, for instance, we have our, you know, people that love Kiss, and we have a funny saying. Even like Kiss, like a lot of our listeners say that to us. People say that to us yeah. like, yeah. all the time. Do you even like it? Because you guys seem to 
bitch about it. I like they'll be like, I'm in the car. My wife looks to me and goes, These guys are shitting on this the whole time. We like to think that we're at least, you know, we're critical, but we wouldn't be talking about this band if we didn't love them. And so we get mad about certain things. Why don't they do this? And I know you guys may not like the whole set list conversation. We love it. We love to bitch about it. I know it ain't gonna change, but that's us. We like to bitch about new, they have too many compilations. Guess what? The next one that comes out, we're buying it. <laughs> we like to bitch about shit, but we do it because we love the band. But I still have the right to bitch about it. And one of the yeah. things I do like that you guys do, and we do it too, we'll put people on that bitch about it. So you'll have a doctor fuck on your show. And he bitches about Kiss all the time. You, I know you guys kind of wink, wink, joke about everyone thinks you work for Kiss and you only do positive unicorn stories about Kiss. <laughs> but you have people on that shit on the band. You've had people oh. on that have been critical. And we do, too, we, all the time. We ourselves have been critical. I mean, I mean, you know, we've done we did a whole episode about the whole destroyer box set oh yes and we called out (laughs) gene and paul we called them out again on the creatures box set fiasco we called them out on dubai dubai we have if you know this is always what we get back to if you actually have listened to us (laughs) you will know we are not afraid to call the band out or band members out for anything they've done over the years it's not all hugs and kisses on our show. That's right. You know, know we, but but we it. but we do it we do it in a what I like to always say a mature respectful discussion manner. It's not just trolls shitting on something right. for the and sake of shitting on it. And these are our opinions too. I mean, of we're course. not all be all yeah. kiss through it. These are just our opinions and you know, when, when, like Mike said, when we speak about things that, you know, like the box sets, it's because we've experienced them. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't experience them, the first thing I say is I did not partake in, but this is what I saw. So we're not going to talk about things that we didn't experience ourselves. Like right. even when I talked about Creatures Fest, when I did my review on Creatures Fest, I didn't partake in some things. Mm-hmm. So I always said, I don't know. I didn't partake in this. However, this is what I observed because these are just our opinions. Oh, are we allowed to talk about what you weren't allowed to partake in? No. Uh, <laughs> I asked. But what, but, you I know what asked. The, but 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 that's a but that Lisa Lisa that's a that's a perfect example of 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 talking about like for example, when we did our creatures fest review, I think one of the biggest surprises that we got from our listeners was our straight ahead honest review of our experience with Vinnie Vincent at the meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was incredibly shockingly pleasant. Okay. And everybody was like, I can't believe that. And we're like, we're all, we're telling you our experience. And, and again, it was your experience and your opinion. E- exactly. And exactly. Might have had the fantastic experience, and that's great. Some people might have had a shitty experience, and that's their opinion. But it's people's opinions. Who cares? Right. You know, who cares? I'm glad you guys had a great experience. That's fan. 
Excellent. Oh no, no! Don't get me wrong. It sucked up until we got into media. Oh yeah, because it took we us waited about, like four hours and missed like four acts. We missed. We missed we pretty much line, every show line. On, on on the Saturday of Creatures Fest because we were in line waiting. And then for he like wouldn't shut up when we were talking to him, and he was very friendly and outgoing. Right. He heard that I was an attorney. He said, "Oh, an attorney? Can I get free legal work?" Um, but he was like really <laughs> friendly, <laughs> and uh, you know, I was telling him how much I loved one of his songs uh, that <laughs> time of year, and his eyes lit up. Oh my God! He'll give, he'll give you an autograph in exchange for services. He values oh, that autograph yeah, at five thousand dollars. Yeah, we've heard that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I did want to say I was going to share a story earlier off air with Lisa, and I told her let's save it for on the air. We Uh-oh. were talking about Creatures Fest, and I said there is a three sides tie into this. Michael has no idea, and he's going to probably hang up when he hears this story. Oh God. I don't, I don't know where you go with no, this either. I don't think. Yes, he know you no, know the story. You were there. Michael has a thick skin. He can dish it out. Okay. Years ago, I listened to you guys when you did your Kiss Cruise experience. You guys talked about it. And this is before we went on the Kiss Cruise. I think this was Kiss Cruise 9. Tommy was talking about something going on, and he was all just. Now you know. The Kiss Cruise he went on. Tommy only went on one. Okay. And he was saying he had a good time, but then he was going into, (laughs) you know, how Kiss fans are. Everybody's. Pushing old ladies and kids just to get a gene pick and all that stuff. And then he was saying I remember that he this. heard somebody bragging and laughing that they defecated in the <laughs> elevator. And I and, and Tommy was disgusted by it. I could not stop laughing. I thought it was the funniest thing. A kiss fan, typical kiss fan, falls asleep and shits himself in the elevator. So my mind, like a two-year-old, goes, huh. When we go to Creatures Fest, how much does that thing cost? Oh, nine bucks. I'll order from Amazon. Liquid ass spray. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh. That story that Tommy told, oh my, it inspired. <laughs> That's what I thought of. And and so in the elevator, we're on like the 11th floor. And you would call the elevator and there's three elevators. And I would look <laughs> to see if anybody was coming. Nobody's coming. The elevator opens up. I would spray two squirts to the middle elevator and just let it go. And then we'd hit the elevator again and go down to the other one. We would go down two flights and he had no idea sometimes. And all of a sudden we'd go only two floors and somebody would stop the middle haven and get off and jump into our elevator. Go, what the fuck? Who died in that elevator? Then, then, then you see, then you see people running down to the front desk. There's an accident. Something (laughs) happened in the, in the, in the elevator shaft. There's a problem. All over that place, that hotel, and you would just overhear people saying, yeah, I heard a homeless person shit himself in there. Oh, I heard. And then they would see like like police tape across the middle elevator yes. and a poor lady with the, with the mop, mop in the elevator. Like, oh, so this is all Tommy inspired. I got to tell my side. I got to oh. tell my side. So exactly what they just said, right? So I think I was like on the fifth floor. Or something like that. I forget before I was on. And I get in said middle elevator. Okay. And it's like me and one other person. And I'm like, what the hell? And I'm looking on the floor. I'm like looking on the bottom of my shoes. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I'm like, I can't take this anymore. So I'm like, I must have jumped out on floor two. And I'm like, don't go. Don't go in the middle elevator. I said it just like that. Because here's reason why. First of all, 
You don't want people getting in thinking it's you. Of course. (laughs) Of course. And that'll stay on you, too. I'm thinking, oh, God. So there's only me and this other person. The other person got in after me. So you know the blame is right. <laughs> Lisa, Lisa filled her pants in the elevator. I'm like, I'm bailing before. That brown girl pooped herself in the elevator, I think. <laughs> I'm bailing before I get involved in the in the blame game. All right. So we go down to the, I jump out. And then I end up taking the stairs. But as I'm announcing to everybody on that floor, don't go in that elevator. <laughs> So I go down to the bottom floor. Meanwhile, my eyes are watering. It was that bad. Maybe it's better that Tommy didn't make it on this episode tonight. (laughs) Like it spreads like wildfire, right? Someone shit themselves. (laughs) Like shit themselves and lift their pants. I mean, it turned into this like you know, like you like like as an telephone the telephone game. Yeah, exactly. It went around. You know, it's like I, I I ripped my fingernail off. And by the time it gets to the 30th person, Lisa's arm came off. Exactly. You know? Yes. Right. Yeah. Now oh. the story has now circulated. Okay. Yep. And it and then I'm like, and I didn't even think anything of it except just how random. <laughs> okay. People are going to the front desk and he like he's, there was there was police tape. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> literal, literal police tape. You, you could not go it was in. A crime scene. Literally, and the lady was in there. She was like doing like steam mopping the floor. I know. Yeah, that's like like the guy in the like the guy in the Kiss Cruise. I had like a hazmat suit on cleaning up the <laughs> yeah. men's room. And then I then I kind of forgot about it. Okay, yeah. I just completely forgot about it, and it kind of like made its way. And was it was still funny, but you could hear like chitter chatter, right? Mm-hmm. So then I get a text from Craig Gas. <laughs> Did someone shut themselves? In? <laughs> See, <laughs> this might have been like. Three weeks later, just out of the blue, did someone shit themselves in the elevator? That was from Courtney. She spread that after. See, we're we're good. We're good friends with Courtney, who's best, who's good friends with Craig. We didn't say it yet. And then I back to him. Oh my God, did they? Like, is that what you really heard? He's like, No, I'm asking you. I was like, I don't know. I think so. (laughs) So then I listened to your show. I about peed. <laughs> that was the bit. That was that was the Lisa. That was the big reveal. We we yeah, told we, like I held, we nobody nobody knew. And the funny thing is, like, is Casada, which you guys, I'm sure, all know Joey. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Joey well, we said had her moment about the hand sign. Did you hear that one? The warm hand oh, sanitizer. Yeah, saw this. Some guy gave him warm <laughs> hand sanitizer <laughs> out of his pocket. <laughs> it was like some I forget who it was. I don't even know. So I can zoom and. Like, you know, we're like touching shit and like they had a little hickey at the thing you wrote, like at the elevator, we went, but there's out. Yeah. So we went over to do it and there was none in there. We just kind of looked at each other. And then the guy was like, you want some of mine? And we're like, okay. And he can't, <laughs> and it was like warm. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it was like, it was not body temperature warm. It was like warm. <laughs> and, and me and Joey, me and Joey are like this. We're like, eh. <laughs> I felt All like, right, like I'm, I'm, hands after we just sanitized them because god i don't even know what that was in that bottle but it was really <laughs> all i know is joey kept telling us the story that it happened with him because the vixen girls were there oh and yeah they must have some like brazilian basis who couldn't speak english very well and yeah. she was like oh my god shit 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 <laughs> and they're like she 
was ended up on the Kiss Cruise too as well. Oh yeah, Vixen was on the Kiss Cruise. That's right. The men's room across from the dining hall, the The buffet, buffet. which which leads you out onto the pool deck. It's all right there. Somehow that got destroyed as well every every other day. Yeah, <laughs> that one had literally a guy in a hazmat suit. He had like you know those like those big giant steam cleaners that you hook up like a hose to to like clean out a like the the poor guy. <laughs> they had a that lock was, on the door. That was you guys too, wasn't it? Or was that a legitimate shit issue? You guys, that's fucking funny. <laughs> we 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 can't hear heads nodding up and down. Oh, audio. <laughs> nobody's nodding. Yeah. Everybody- <laughs> Everybody gets on Michael and the guys because they're like, oh, you treat Lisa like burr, 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 right? I think that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Love it. That, Love it. I laughed so damn hard after I heard the reveal. I was like, that is hysterical. <laughs> well, that's our sense of humor. And we, this is what our, our show is. We don't have the experience. We don't work with Kiss. We're not musicians, neither of us. We've never done anything. All we are are two best friends from college. Yeah. That had this same silly, stupid sense of humor. And we were the only idiots that liked Kiss. When we graduated in 95 from college, 94, before the makeup went on, we went at Halloween as Kiss in makeup. You should have seen People the stairs we got. People were looking at us like, I don't get this. Is this a joke? Why are you yeah. dressed like, like, we were still like, Kiss wasn't popular again yet. Right. This was, no, this, like, this, yeah, this was October '94. No Why one paid are you attention doing to that? Kiss. Yeah. Like, is yeah. that Kiss? Yeah. Like, yeah. And they're like, I don't get it. <laughs> and but we <laughs> fell in love with it. And then, like Tom and I, over the years, would text each other Kiss stuff and all this stuff. And he got into podcasts, and he would say, "This is awesome. You should listen." I'm like, "What's a podcast?" I mean, this is 2018-19. I didn't was, even know it, of it. It was three sides of the coin in Kistery Science Theater. Because I remember podcast. I, I remember searching. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I wonder if there's a Kiss podcast out there. And, and then I was, saw it, all your yep, conversations. Yep, I'm like, yep. holy shit. And that's when podcasts were starting to explode. I'm like, this is awesome. How do we do that? I don't know. Let's go on YouTube. Literally right. YouTube stuff. Yep. We YouTubed our way into it. We keep our sense of humor because we look at it as like, if you can't have fun talking about kiss, then you, you can't do, have fun with anything you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Well, that's well we, 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 we've all, we've always, we've always said, if you can't laugh at yourself. Yep. I mean, come on, come on. We're, we're, we're 50 plus years old kiss fans here. <laughs> yeah, we spend, exactly. we spend two hours a week talking about this band that wears makeup and high heels. <laughs> We can't take ourselves seriously. If you, you are taking yourself seriously, you. you got a problem here. Yeah. Because exactly. you gotta be able to laugh at and 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 that's why when, when Tommy and I first first talked about this like ten years, I was like, Tommy, if we talk about KISS, we gotta talk about KISS fans. Oh, oh. That, because because KISS fans are you know, and and listen, because I came from working with Kiss and Kiss websites, I've experienced the Kiss fan crazy. <laughs> I can only imagine. You know, I'll just leave it at crazy. That's the polite way I will just leave it. Crazy that happens online. And I go, we got to be able to talk about that. And he's like, then let's talk about it. We got to talk about fans. So we've always said, we'll talk about fans. 
but we're fans ourselves. Yeah, so we're, we're talking, talking about, about ourselves here. Yeah, yeah self-deprecating humor, that. right? Yeah. You gotta be able yeah to we're going to laugh at ourselves. We're going to criticize ourselves. I mean, you got to be able to do that. If, if, you're t- if you're trying to be dead serious about this, it's the wrong fucking band and the wrong fucking topic for a podcast to be serious about. There's, t- there's too much, especially now, there's so oh. much going on with a band like that's off stage. That is that's worth, why it's th- worth it though. Th- that, right. It's it's worth the discussion. It's worth it's worth the jokes. It's worth having you guys on to talk about it. Like that's that's the thing is because people when when you when you tell people which I usually don't, but when you tell people that you do a kiss podcast, yeah. they're like they're like yeah. they're like what do you talk about? I'm I, like, well, I'm like, <laughs> well, well, we've done over over two hundred episodes. You guys have done over five hundred episodes. And, uh, yeah. Like. I'm, I'm like, it, I'm like, it's, it's the gift that keeps on giving forever. Yep. Yeah. We yeah. love our, I mean, we, we love we, our we, listeners. And, but when they have like friends of ours and friends of yours, you guys know, Kevin Jepson. Yeah. Yeah. I know when he sits there and goes, Seuss, look what I got. And it's Paul Stanley's carpet from his house. We literally, use, we, we use the line from 40 year version. Why do you have that? <laughs> but, but we're with him. Cause if he goes, Hey, I'll cut you off a piece. I'm like, all right, I'll take it. I'll take it. But like, it's funny <laughs> to make fun of us. Why are you people buying like bricks from? Dude, dude, we 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 got one 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 of our co-hosts sits in a basement. Yeah, we know. <laughs> with kiss crap that he's spent his entire life gathering. How can you not sit there and go? And we do. We we're like, hey, Billy Rowe from Buck Cherry is going to come to Mark Chikini's basement. Billy, you might want to bring somebody along with yeah. you because you might not leave that basement. <laughs> Mark might Mike, safe yeah, you word. need Mark might stick you in the corner. You gotta have a safe word. You gotta call somebody <laughs> that if they don't hear from you, they send the police. I mean, we joke about Mark himself will joke about it. You we joke to. about it. I mean, well, you I you have to, to, you can't be serious, people. No. He'll, say, he'll say, Oh, I have that, and we'll go. but that's all the way the things are right now if you listen to people tell you the stories you about like their kiss collection i always like to joke to them and go you know on the sad day that you pass away you know your family's gonna get a fucking dumpster and just chuck all your kid shit or they'll sell it or they'll sell it if they're smart they'll 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 have a garage they'll have a garage sale and it'll be everything's a dollar each and mark (laughs) chikini will be there and he'll buy it all up exactly i mean i i I, you know in all seriousness but i say it in a joking manner i'm like people are always like mike how come you've never gone on the kiss cruise well the legit reason is because my daughter's birthday is on november 1st and the okay. cruise always oh, yeah. falls on that. I'm yeah. like, ah, no uh, excuse I'm not now. skipping no. my daughter's birthday to go no. on a kiss cruise. You don't, but, now you don't but have an secondly, excuse. I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to be stuck on a ship <laughs> with 5,000 crazy kiss fans that I can't get away from. I, seriously, I don't Mike, want the most that. Part, I might Mike, be able to, and the I Mike, be able to leave. Mike, I was the same way Zeus is relentless and he finally beat me like a dog until I finally said, fine, I will go. And, and I loved it. And, and I, we, and we went again. You can get away. Oh, Mike. I, you can find your space. There's no, there's no doubt. I would have fun, but at the same time, I'm just like, I don't want to, I don't want to be 
stuck in a confined space, i.e. a cruise ship, that the only way off is to jump overboard. You know, <laughs> at least at a KISS Expo, if things get a little heavy and heated and you whatever, leave the building. Smelly. You, you can, you can, Smelly. you can leave, you can go have pizza somewhere, you, you know, you can't do that on a KISS cruise. And it's, again, it's 5,000 crazies. So yeah. that's okay. That's a great segue. Cause I, I, I wanted to, t- uh, we're talking about all this great stuff, the fans and all that stuff. Let's talk about the band for a minute and what they're doing like right now and like the state of kiss. So the cruise, okay. The final cruise is going to be January of 24 and they're not oh, going to be, they never it. said final. Well, the final with them, no, they're, they not never gonna be, said the- they're, uh, they're not going to be wearing makeup on the cruise anymore. I take that back. It's not yeah. the final cruise. Right. Yeah. Is is Zeus talks about that? We talk about this. Is Kiss now in the business of like diminishing returns? Where like we're gonna keep we're, we're gonna keep giving we're gonna we're gonna, we're we're gonna keep offering you things, but there's it's gonna be less and less and less, and we're not gonna change the price of this. So so that we're gonna keep doing the cruise, but now this year we're not gonna do meet and greets. We're not gonna do this now. This year we're gonna be on the cruise, but we're not gonna wear makeup. But oh, like or we're gonna give you something, but it won't be autographed. Or you don't get to meet the band unless you buy a guitar for $5,000. Right. So if you look at the first few cruises and you look at the last few, everything is going away. The price is going up, but all the perks and stuff they were giving are keep going away, going away. Look at the original meet and greets. Right. Now, look how much you have to pay. Or even like when you first got the the uh, the vault for with Gene. Now, just send me 400 bucks. I'll give you... <laughs> A couple yeah. of CDs worth of my crap songs I didn't put on an album. Everything diminishes. And that's part of the KISS problem, I feel. Like the fans never say no. And, well, hey, if they can get away with it, I don't blame them. Well, yeah, I mean, so one thing we always say, and not just like about KISS now, the only the only vote you have in anything related to KISS is your wallet. Yep. Uh-huh. Posting on a Facebook group, sharing a YouTube video, doing a podcast ain't going to change anything. Right. Not a thing is going to change because of that. The only thing that will cause change is your wallet. And what does that mean? Don't spend your money. That's the way it is with any business on this planet. If you don't like a restaurant, don't go buy food. The right. second you walk into something you hate and, and buy something, that's telling them you like it and they're going to keep doing it. So so that's first thing KISS fans got to remember. You got to vote with your wallet. If mm-hmm. you don't like something, just posting that on Facebook isn't going to mean squat. You can post it on Facebook, but follow through and not buy the concert ticket. Don't go to the cruise the next time. Now, I think the, the the diminishing returns, this is just my pure speculation. This is a this is a period of change for KISS, obviously. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, these guys are 70 plus years old. Fifty years ago, not a single one of the guys in KISS ever had a single thought in their head that they would still be doing this 50 years later. I don't think there's a single band on the planet that ever thought their band would still be 
performing 50 years later, 40 years later, you know, meaning the the Kisses, the Aerosmiths, the Motley Crews, the Def Leppards, the Sticks, the REOs, all these bands that people are like, oh, you know, they're not full of energy anymore. They're, you know, they're getting tired or whatever, whatever people say. Yeah, that's true. But nobody, meaning the business or bands, ever thought it would get to this point where a band could last so freaking long. Everybody was like, yeah, five years and we're done. Ten years at the max and we're out of here. And and this has never happened before, so nobody can sit back and go, well, let's look at how this band did it. How did this band 20 years ago transition being 70 years old? It's never been done. It's 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 a brand new territory, not just for KISS, but for all of these bands and the entire business of well, how do we do this? I mean, we have we have people who want to still spend money to go see us, but I can't get on fucking stage anymore. Right. You know, I mean, we say this, whatever you like to say about Paul Stanley, the guy has destroyed his body yep. for our entertainment. Mm-hmm. He has had every major joint in his body replaced so we could have kiss concerts it's true i mean i mean that's crazy when you think about it and mm-hmm. at some point and i'm sure that's what led to the end of the road he's like i can't keep doing these long extensive tours they are just painful it takes me longer to get ready physically ready it takes me longer to get down off of that tour. Plus, I've got family. I've got kids that become more important to me. Everything's changing right now. So so is, is the Kiss Cruise a diminishing return? Yeah. Was it planned that way to say, screw you, we're going to take all your money and give you less? Of course not. Of course not. But it's more of shit. Do we have to keep going and, you know, do we do we have to spend a week confined to a cruise ship after a major pandemic when we're 70 plus years old and we've each had it already and underlying conditions are like, no, I don't I don't want to risk my life for this anymore. So let's see what happens. And I sort of feel like that's where we are right now in the kiss world is. Let's see what works and what doesn't work. We don't know. We, you know, the end of the road, this shouldn't be news to anybody who's a KISS fan who's been paying attention. It's not the end of KISS. Oh, no. KISS isn't done. They, 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 They have clearly stated, we are done just doing extensive tours. That's it. They've said, maybe we'll do... Spot shows here and there. We could do a residency. Residencies are easy for all bands. Mm-hmm. There's no yeah. travel involved. You get off the stage and you go up to your suite. You get out of your suite, you get on stage. That's it. So this is all this is all new ground that they're trying to figure out what what will work and what won't work. Gee, maybe we can still continue the Kiss Cruise because fans love getting together and hanging out. 
and we can't mm-hmm. keep bringing an entire production on there and do all of this stuff. They might see that the fans don't like it, and that does end the Kiss Cruise. Or now, but- you know, it, 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 it goes it goes back to the argument people have always said. Well, do you think Gene and Paul will replace themselves in the band? You know, my honest opinion is they'll try it, and they're like, "Will you go see it?" I'm like, "No, I got to wait and see <laughs> what it looks like and sounds like before I can make a decision." I've seen cover I mean, bands before. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, are, yeah, but this, yeah, this some may not really good. be You're right. Yeah, I mean, this may you know again we, we we've talked about our speculations on what that could be, but the whole point is, at least for me, I'll just wait and see. First, how does it look? How does it sound? What's it like? Does it have the energy? Is the energy completely gone? Is the is that secret kiss attitude? gone because it's all new people and i think it it might and then it might not it wouldn't work for me but i at least for me i can't sit here and say no because i don't even we don't even know what it is going to be yet it's sort of like don't comment on our podcast episode (laughs) until you listen to what we say i'm not going to comment on kiss replacing g and paul until, until I see happens. if it's done, yeah. until it happens, what does it look like? Who is it? Yeah, and, but- you know, and 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 what are they trying to sell it as? Are they trying to go back out and go, oh, we're still just as big and come see us play an arena to 20,000 people? Or are they realistic going, yeah, we know it's not the original band. So now it's just going to be a couple thousand seater theater that we play. But maybe they go into, hey, maybe that set list gets completely opened up now. And all of a sudden, it's really exciting because, holy crap, they're going to play Peter Chris's solo album. You know, then I would say no. No. (laughs) Lisa, go ahead. Lisa, go ahead. If 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 next year. um, If like, let's say, okay, next year's cruise, right? And kids not going to perform and make up whatever. Are you guys still going to go? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we already we're, oh, we're we, we already we, that's already been determined. We're going because okay. we have such a blast on it with the and other. That's, the, that's that's what's my point is. Oh, you guys were saying like they got some rid of some of the things and the things, but would that deter you from going? I have not been on a cruise yet because Do it. because insane same thing with like Mike saying you know Tuli's birthday is around there. My kids were young. Like the first cruise was what twenty eleven, is that right? Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think, think so. Twenty eleven. My son was born. Yep. He was like an itty bitty baby. So, you know, and then, you know, 2012 happened. I mean, my kids were tiny and, you know, I didn't want to miss that Halloween with them. Yeah. Family. Family comes first. Of course. And then when I told my kids like just two years ago, I think it was last year, I said, you know, Kisses, they're not going to do the cruises anymore. I think that Kisses are going to perform. And my daughter said to me, why didn't you guys, why didn't you ever go? And I said, well, I said, James was like baby and you were little. And she goes, so you didn't go because of us? I'm like, well, yeah. It was like, Aww. Aww. And, she goes, and she goes, well, mom, you can go now because we're not babies anymore. Oh, nice, nice. See, the, but, but Lisa, but the thing is- Lisa I'll, I'll tell you this. The reason why we're going, and Zeus and I have said this the last two years. Yeah, the kiss thing is great. To me, kiss is almost secondary to to my enjoyment of the cruise that's the what band, mark says the, that's what mark says the bands that we saw this year 
and the experiences that we had with our friends on the cruise, Kiss is just a, like a backdrop to the cruise. Yeah, so yeah. to me, I mean, this the, the cruise that they're going to have in January of 24, they're going to do the Sail Away show with no makeup like they always do. But you're going to have the Gene Simmons band, which there, will play they, a bunch of songs we've probably never heard. If live. you're into Soul Station, that thing, they're going to do that. So it's going to be different. That's, like that's awesome, right? Oh, absolutely. It's going to be a different experience. And these other bands that they have, it's like I keep, like I say, the the Kiss is like the backdrop to the cruise. And yeah. Lisa, the yeah. one thing I want to add to this is every night on the Kiss cruise, before we all go crash, we best go part up. of the night. We go up to kiss karaoke. If you want to laugh and have fun is watch all these kiss fans go up and sing kiss karaoke. You will die laughing. It's almost worth the price of the ticket watching shit faced kiss fans (laughs) at one o'clock in the morning. Try to sing black diamond. Well, you know, what's funny is my husband played in a, in a live band, a live karaoke band. Okay. That's where I met him. This was like 2002, 2003. Okay. And let me tell you the best people watching. Is it like one o'clock in the morning? Oh, oh, yeah. Get the crazy drunks up there trying to sing, and that they don't even try for easy stuff. They're going no. like hardcore stuff that like a sober person can't sing. Yeah, and it is hysterical. Oh no, it like, is unbelievable. I, I think I I think too. I yeah. think one of the big things talking about like what Kiss is going to do after. I mean, I'm not breaking any news here, but. COVID fucked this up so badly for Kiss with the end because I look at it as we've almost been I I I I was looking forward to what was going to come after the end of the road and like Zeus has said it too it's like how can we miss you when you won't go away I'm like you guys are going back to Europe you guys are going back to South America you guys are going back to here like they won't stop touring the problem is, I, I always like to say, is it's not the end of the road, the tour itself, is the tours prior to the end of the road after Monster were identical. Yeah. And oh, now the oh. end of the road is identical. So really, since 2012, you're getting the same show, missing three or four songs. And that's why it becomes tiring. And that's why you get the haters. And that's why you get all the hatred that Paul gets. And everyone's just... I mean, we like to goof on the band too, but some of these people love to ruin the fun for everybody else. Yep. And that's what they live for. And we get our trolls. We get our people that are say this stuff and most of them. And I, I deemed the, uh, coined a phrase. I call them our, are part of the ACE cult where ACE is the only one in kiss that can never do any wrong. ACE is the real rock God. And, and Kool-Aid drinkers, that too. We call yeah. we call them the blue Kool-Aid drinkers, but yeah. but the they are the the largest, most vocal group. Yep. But yeah. the absolute craziest group, smaller numbers, are the pink Kool-Aid drinkers. Those, uh, those are the ones you can't even you no, can't even you no. can't even begin to touch reality with the pink Kool-Aid drinkers. Yeah, but there's only five of them. Well, that's the thing. They, they don't make a lot of noise, but by God, they are the absolute craziest. The blue Kool-Aid drinkers, oh. they are a large group that are very vocal. And, you it's know, I mean, you know, I mean, we, we, especially me, take heat all the time. You guys hate Ace Fraley. Yeah. You hate 
how the fuck do we hate Ace Frehley? I mean, we've had him on the show. We promote his albums. Yep. We tell you to buy and support stuff. I, I'm like, what's the last time you as a blue Kool-Aid drinker did anything to help Ace's career? Right. Right. Did you go to the show? No. Did you buy his last Origins album? No, because I didn't like it. Well, then you're not a fucking fan because I did. I I bought three copies. I bought the digital download. I bought a CD. I went to the show. Yep. So it's, yeah, the blue Kool-Aid drinkers are are crazy. I mean, they're also the ones that I'm like, they're like, oh, Ace is coming to town. Oh, my God. Look at, he's, he's, he's playing a great set list. I'm like, that set list is three quarters Kiss songs. Oh, we Why talk about he that. Just, that he doesn't sing right. Fraley, we talk about that all the time. Why can't play his own solo material? He had plenty of great solo albums he can yeah, play he from. He doesn't need to play Love Gun. We say That's the same stupid thing. Song. That's we, stupid we, thing. Saw, we saw Ace. Or Deuce. We saw Ace am two I, years am, ago. Am I, am I an Ace hater because I want to go see Ace play Ace songs? We saw him two years ago open for Alice Cooper, and the in the majority of his set list, other than shit, I can't even think now. At the time, he didn't. At, at the time, they weren't even playing nothing off his solo albums. Nothing. Everything Except was kiss for a couple songs. from seventy eight. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's that like would, that would what? be different though. If he's opening up for somebody, they're not coming to see him. They're coming to see Alice. So you kind of have to conform to. Yeah, but, but I get it. But I get my, it. My, my, my feeling would be if that's the case, if they're not coming to see Ace. Then you don't need to play Kiss songs. You got you got an audience that's new that's to you. True. Play true. your material, and that's, anybody who is going to see Ace is a diehard Ace Frehley fan. The casual Kiss fans are yeah. not going to go see Ace Frehley in band solo. Actually, kicks ass. Oh my! Incredible. I don't need Incredible. that. I don't need to hear them play Strutter. No, that is no. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, so, so you know, this gets all back to the we can criticize, but we still love. Yep. I listen, I can't stand Ace Fraley's vocals on his <laughs> oh, solo albums. Except for the, what are you except talking for the about 78 my... album. The 78 album was fine. Yeah. Everything else, I'm like, Ace, get somebody who can fucking <laughs> sing lead vocals and you just play lead guitar. I, as a Kiss fan from 1976, fell in love with Ace Fraley's guitar, guitar. Yep. not yeah. his vocal. Yeah. So please, but I'm not a, you know, I'll get called a hater because of that, but it's yep. like, no, get ready I still the- buy it. I still ready buy the music. Comments. I still support them. I still tell people, if you want Ace to keep doing stuff, you've got to go buy what he's doing. But I Otherwise, think, but- he won't book shows. He won't do albums again. He won't release merch. You got to support him. But here's the thing, Mike. I, I, look, I, I, we we tease Ace all the time because of how he looks and how he sounds <laughs> now and everything. I I love Ace. I'm not a huge huge fan of his solo career, but I know that I don't want to hear Ace sing Led Zeppelin or Jimi Hendrix song. Those Origins <laughs> albums are terrible, and I don't know why he keeps making them. I would rather hear new material. I would rather see. I would rather listen to an album and say. He tried to make new material, but I just don't like it. Rather than hear him sing good times, bad times, and make me want to kill myself. I don't like any band that does a covers album. To right. me, any, yes. when any band does a covers album. That's good, Lisa. That's a any, tribute album. That was great. 
That's a Which cash one? grab. Kiss, kiss my ass. I love that album. That, that well, that was that was save our asses and buy time until something happened with our career. Exactly. Because basically, I think if you look at any band out there who releases an album of cover songs that influence them, they've run out of steam. Their oh, yeah. career has hit a hit hit the end of the road. They've run out of material. A record label is not supporting them anymore. It's it's a r- album a band will release to buy time. Nothing more than that because those albums I will buy them to support my favorite artist. I will listen to it once and it gets put on the shelf never to be heard <laughs> from again. Yeah. Yep. Because to your point, if I want to hear Led Zeppelin, I'll go play Led Zeppelin. <laughs> right. I right. won't play Ace Fraley doing Led Zeppelin. Right. But right. I just... sing so sweetly, don't you think? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just doing throwing my Ace impressions I like to do. I was saying, I sing so sweetly. That's why everybody wants me to sing duets with them. I'm going to do one with Robert Plant next week. <laughs> yeah, it just, right. He needs to stop. And I, and God bless him. But the thing that bugs me is all these is the kiss haters that give Ace free passes. He's doing box sets of, of fucking cassettes. But, you know, and then he'll throw his digs at Kiss. Oh, Gene will do anything for a buck. <laughs> and that gets put on Kiss, but not on Ace. Or, no. you know, oh, Tommy's wearing the makeup. Tommy's fake. But you had no problem when Eric Singer was wearing Peter's makeup. You yep. played with that. You That's weren't right. saying anything about that. But all of a sudden now, oh, yeah, Tommy, get away. Give me my crown back and put me in the band. Like, it's it's that. And he eggs. Sorry, Ace. You were the one that signed the contract selling your makeup at the end I of did? the day. Oh, my goodness. We have to go through all that again, too, now? This, 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 this <laughs> is where I really <laughs> dig into the to the blue Kool-Aid drinkers yes. and like, you know, Gene and Paul don't care about the makeup. All they care about is money. I'm like, your your hero Ace Fraley cared more about money than his own makeup. You as an Ace Fraley fan, you care more about the makeup than Ace did. That's right. Ace sold it, got the money, he signed the contract. I'll tell you right now, more tiring than the set list discussion is the Tommy and Ace wearing the Catman and Spaceman disguise. I can't stand that. I know everybody's got their opinion on it. That Look, the way I look at it is maybe they'll change the set list. They're never changing Tommy and Eric. They're yeah. never they're never taking that makeup off. It would it would be a disastrous, absolutely of, stupid, of, of horrendous course. business decision to get rid of that makeup. You, you can't do it. That's, that's who in their right mind would hey coke you need a new flavor right how'd that work out it, it, good, nope, good we gotta that, go back to the we gotta go back to the marketing. original that's what people, they branded those four it, i don't blame them it's yeah. talked about in the failure when we posted oh yeah go ahead yeah that's when we posted uh, uh Vinny a failure and eric Clark. we weren't saying they were failures as people talking about the makeup choices creating new images yes yeah. Yeah. I mean, it goes to everyone was all up in arms saying we were saying that our cars that's not what we were saying yeah. like, like I said, of course the show, then you're gonna go oh yeah, that's true you know so i mean if- yeah, the, yeah i mean the reality is okay eric Carr has more 
recognition and notoriety than Vinnie Vincent does for sure. Yep. Vinnie Vincent's makeup. How many casual Kiss fans, casual music fans, know that makeup? Yeah. Right. Of because course. it 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 toured the U.S. one time, one time, and a tour that bombed. Yep. And, and no it was never on the cover of any Kiss album. Right. No videos. Right. No videos, no official music videos. So nobody knew that makeup. That makeup did nothing to help sustain Kiss. And, and, and poor Eric Carr. I'm sorry, Lisa. Go ahead, Lisa. Sorry. You know, if, you were, if you just saw it and no one told you what it was, would you even know what his makeup was meant, like what it was supposed to be? I still don't think Eric Carr looks like a fox. <laughs> I, st- yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I like Eric Carr, but I'm like, I don't know what that is. But nobody knew that he was the onk warrior. Right. Just, uh, just, I mean, no. no one knew what that was. Not, right. that, not that anyone Again, knew what the demon was or the as, as, either, but you throw in a new person and you're like, what the hell is this? You know? yep. Well, especially at the time it was happening, as as you know, we love to say on Three Sites, timeline is everything. Mm-hmm. Back when Creatures came out, if you weren't a Kiss fan, you don't you you're not going to understand what we're talking about. Oh but yeah. Back then when creatures came out, Kiss was dead. Yep. Dead, yep. dead, dead. Even Kiss fans were leaving Kiss at that point in time. So that makeup did nothing. Well, and, and I mean, and I, look I, even, at, I, and, I even I was going to say go I ahead, even Mike. remember when I saw the the concert ad, print concert ads for Creatures of the Night when they came to Minnesota, when I saw them, I was like, that doesn't look like Ace's makeup. Yeah. But that must still be Ace because they, they weren't saying anything. I mean, right. yes, they were, but it's not like now you just know everything. Yeah. As a, at that point, I didn't know. I was just like, oh, still must be Ace. Maybe Ace changed makeup. Okay, great. I'm going to a Kiss show. That's all that mattered. A Kiss show that was half the arena, the upper level was blocked off, and it was still only like four thousand people that showed up to it. So I mean, yeah. that's you know that's what we were talking about is the reality of Eric Carr's makeup and Vinnie Vincent's makeup might have seemed back then like the thing to do, and frankly, it was the only thing they could do because they couldn't use Peter and Aces because Peter and Ace still owned their makeup. But looking back at it now, that was that was you know as as Paul is so fond of saying, what's next, giraffe boy, and you know, right. yeah, right. I mean, like, the, whole, the whole the you know? whole, yeah. One yeah, thing I, mean, I want to add is, of- look at the Three Stooges. We all know the Three Stooges. They've been dead for like fifty years, right? When you mm-hmm. still see advertising Three Stooges, it's not Mo Larry and Curly Joe. Right. It's always curly because that was the face that people right with the three stooges. So when they market the three stooges to this day and they put the t-shirts up and, and people are still buying stuff, it's not with Shemp. It's always with curly because those are the faces that the brand built. So why the hell would Gene and Paul sit there and say, let's put something else up there? How many people are going to be like, I guess the Kiss fans will be like, oh, I need to get the set of all six faces because there's six different makeup faces. But most people will be like, what's this? They won't recognize that guy's a Kiss member. But if they see Ace makeup, 
the spaceman makeup in the Catman makeup, even though Gene and Paul, the star and the demon out there, they'll still say, oh, that's Kiss. So of why course. would they lose that? That's stupid. That's right. my brand. That's well, my and, 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 and this whole gets back to back in 1973 when all this started. They never thought this was going to be something they had to deal with. Right. Geez, do we have to deal with replacing members and coming up with new makeup? That was never a thought. This is them looking at their business, and every band is a business, uh-huh. and going, what makes sense to keep this business alive another year and another year and another year and another year? Those you those, know, those four logos, those four makeup images are, you know, like the Mickey ears. Or yeah. it's like it's like the Darth Americana. Vader helmet. Yes, it's 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 like the Spider Man face. It's like the Iron Man mask. It's 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 marketing for infinity. Absolutely. It's, it's, you you can take you can take the Kiss logo and at least Jean's makeup, and you could probably show those to anybody on the planet. Yep, reasonably anybody on the planet. Right. They may have never heard a Kiss song. They may have never seen Kiss in concert, but they will know what that means. Yep. To your point, it's like Disney. It's like Apple. It's like yep. Coke. They they didn't set out to create a brand of that caliber. They did, and really, we should hats off to them because that's pretty incredible to create something. Mm-hmm. That is so recognizable around the world and will live honestly forever. And past, is- past the lifetime of the original four members. This will continue. Mike, what do you think the next box set is? They're gonna keep my guess they're gonna keep making it. They're gonna keep making them. My guess was going to be the debut album to celebrate its 50th, 50th. anniversary, yeah. which would be next year. That's right. But does that mean no box set this year? I don't know. Or or do they do they do they release it on the anniversary next year, but announce it this fall? I heard I mean, that I, just is the perfect one. I heard that there's a that there's a box set coming out this year and then the 50th anniversary for 24. But I don't know if they would ever do a box set for a non-makeup album because everybody's like, "Oh, it'll be the it'll be, you know, an, uh the anniversary, it'll be the uh the 40th anniversary of Lick It Up." I'm like, "They're not doing a Lick It Up box set, but maybe they will because it's the first album with no makeup. I don't know." I don't see them doing Lick It Up right after Creatures just because the I don't era. think they yeah. want to. No, Vinny. I don't yeah, think they want to give Vinny attention twice in a row like that. Yeah. Um, will would they do a non makeup? They will do anything if the fans vote with their wallet. If let you me keep ha- buying it. They will keep releasing it. Let me Let's ask you this: it Mike. that way, we we had this as a question of the week, and we know what Paul thinks about it, but we also know how they like to sell merchandise and they like to market and they know, or at least I think they know what kiss fans think of Phantom of the park. And it is the 45th anniversary of Phantom of the park. Are they going to acknowledge that in any way? Lisa's shaking her head. No, I don't think so. 
I don't think so. The, well, the reason I, I disagree the reason I disagree is because listen to how badly they butcher the elder. And look at what they did for that anniversary. They put out a picture disc. They put out new T-shirts. That's they easy, put out- though. Yeah, but keep in mind, and 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 this is what we try and 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 discuss and re- and help fans understand is. So it's not just oh yeah that would make perfect sense and that'd be very cool, right? Uh, somebody else owns the the rights to the, the end of the park movie, right? Right. It's plain and simple. That's owned by somebody else. Yeah. Now, can they get it? Sure, they probably could. Can they get it and afford what somebody's going to sit here and go, I don't know, I think the last I heard, like Warner Brothers owns Hanna-Barbera, which, so, you know, it'd be like going to Warner Brothers and saying, well, how much for us to get this? Well, Warner Brothers and go, ah, you're Kiss, Universal, Kiss, we're Warner Brothers. $50 million. I'm just making this up, (laughs) people, so nobody quote me. Right. $50 million and you can have the rights to resell this. And people are going to be like, fuck no, we could never make money doing that. <laughs> so there's a lot of great things that could happen, but there's a lot of stuff that doesn't happen for simple contract and rights sure. and ownership reasons. That we just, we as most fans don't have any clue about. Go ahead, Lisa. You, you, oh, Lisa. no, I was, I was going to say, what would they even, um, like what would they even include in something like a that? A soundtrack. The soundtrack. The the Magic Mountain concert cuz that's a, that's been available on Those bootlegs. Two. That's been available on bootlegs for years. It's pretty much like you know, a, a Blu-ray with a a, a, a a blue yeah, exactly, ripping it. I mean, I, I, no, but I, seriously, they would could make it into an actual soundtrack theme and some of the original score, throw in some of that, make it look like you would buy a soundtrack from the movie. A Blu-ray with concerts. A a Blu-ray with commentary commentary, from Gene and Paul about how fucked up the production was. I have a Blu-ray. I have some, uh, what do I have? I have the, um, I have a laser disc. Oh God. Oh Jesus. Wow. A laser disc. You know, keep, keep in mind the, the, the box that's so far, are audio only as well. Oh they yeah, are not course, yeah. including video in these box sets. Yep. So, which is it, it interesting. Would be, it would be well. It's more affordable. It's easier, probably. I mean, video again. Video means somebody else filmed it. Even yeah. though it's Kiss, somebody else filmed it, and that somebody else owns the rights to what was filmed. Even though it's Kiss. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to audio. It's either owned by Kiss or the record label. That's right. what it comes down to. Yeah, there's and another video. The other video part, complicates yeah. it a whole lot more. As you mean to who owns it? How much do they want for it? Um, you mean like you Sam know, Loomis? Uh, I was going to say, don't bring that shit up. <laughs> that dead, that old guy? stuff. I, I like. I don't understand it. I, I had to like, say, it. I can't watch half cartoonish. Break half the song is there, then the other half is not, and then others. That to me, like, put it on a video that I can see nice and clean. I'll buy it. But yeah. I wasn't scrolling through YouTube. I wasn't either. Downloading all this shit. I'm a, I, we have a Kiss podcast. And that shit didn't interest me. That's the stuff that some Kiss fans do that completely turn me off. And then yeah. they set up all these groups. And now they're name calling Kirk Gooch is this and that. Look, I'm not a fan of Kirk Gooch. I'm not an enemy of Kirk Gooch. I don't know. But if he owns the shit. Then he owns it or whoever the other owners are. And if you're stealing that shit, you don't have a right to put that shit up free. So a bunch of 
kiss geeks can get it for free. Oh, you're hoarding it. Fuck yeah, I'm hoarding it. If I paid for it, fuck right. off. I, I just, where the hell they get the logic? Like, I deserve to have it because I've been a fan from 76 and you're not a real fan if you didn't spend $10,000 to purchase this and then let me see it for free. It's like, it's like, fuck off. <laughs> it's like putting a coin in Zeus, Mike. What? <laughs> we're putting a coin in Zeus right now. Remember we say, oh, yeah, wind about a quarter in Zeus. Uh, the, yeah. yeah, I, I go no, on these rants every once in a while. Hundred percent right. I, I, I agree. It's the old. Yeah. It's the old. Fans feel like they they are entitled. They deserve. They're owed. Whatever word you want to use. Yep. <clears throat> I've been a fan since day one. I've been to every tour. I bought every album. I bought. Dude, the only thing you are owed. Is what you spent your money for. What you That's pay. right. You, That's right. you bought a concert paid. ticket, you get a concert. That's it. You bought Dubai, you're owed <laughs> Dubai, by the way. Yes. You're owed something, but you're right. not owed. You you don't accumulate stuff because you've been a fan for a certain amount of time. That's absolute ridiculous for any fan to sit here and go, Well, I've been a fan since like you said, since nineteen seventy three. And Kiss has been sitting on all this video, and they haven't done anything. So I deserve it. to get it for free. No, you don't. No, no you don't. To decide off. If, exactly. If they want to sit on it forever, they can that's sit on their right to do that. Damn right. Yep. Fuck Zeus, off. you. I don't see you playing those CDs behind you right now. You got to give every single one of those CDs away to a listener. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, you got to give those listening. away. They've, They've been listening to you for 200 episodes. They deserve every one of those. There's a lot of country in there. They don't want them. Believe me. (laughs) Oh, you listen to country. That music sucks. Oh, fuck you. You can't be a Kiss fan. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you're going to get shit for that. Oh, yeah. We get, we get, we do some non-Kiss episodes with uh, Sonny Pooney. You guys must know. I love Sonny. Yeah. Yeah. And we, Uh, it's the, our album review. We do stuff and we just did like Operation Mindcrime. Queen's right, baby. Yeah, me and Sonny aren't fans of it. You would think like I went and destroyed their god or like kicked over and spit on their parents' grave. Holy shit, I don't like it. What's the big fucking deal? You can like it. I'm not taking that away from you. Everybody can like it. Do you know how much shit I get because I like Pretty Boy Floyd? You no, know, well, that's kind of deserved. Well, that, that, that is too far, Lisa. That's, that's yeah, way Lisa, too far. Lisa, we love you, but that's you kind of look at that. the time. Look at the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had a creature fest, though. I'll tell you. Uh, that's why you went to creatures fest. Admit it. Honestly, that is kind of true. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. <laughs> I said, I said, I told, asked my husband. I said, I'm gonna go. I, I talked about creatures fest, and I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I lo- I'll, you know, I'll go see Bruce. You know, I love Bruce more than anything oh yeah and then i'm like i'll go see bruce and then i was like oh wait pretty boy floyd's playing Oof. <laughs> he's like he goes are you like fucking shit me and i said no i love pretty boy floyd. He's like oh my god lisa he goes i can totally see you going to see bruce because i mean that's like talent he goes but i don't know about pretty but you get it but that's okay just like we have these arguments all the time about hot in the shade tom and i are fans love and it everybody says they it's should take of off. oh, oh mike He's going to say, take off this five or six songs too many. But your five or six songs may not be my five or six songs. So Hot give the me Shade the is light. an album of unfinished demos. Oh, yes, and they're all awesome. Except for <laughs> yeah. Boomerang. <laughs> yeah. Well, they should have finished them. 
but Gene and Paul didn't want to spend the money to hire a producer at that point in time in their career. Regardless, you may not like it, but that might be my favorite album. It is not even close, but I'm saying, so give me the right to listen to. So the people that bitch about, oh, it's a fucking half a cover band. Well, you may not like this version of Kiss, but there are millions of people that do, and they want to hear it. So fuck off. Mike gets for liking Crazy Nights. Oh my I god! Love, we love, I love crazy. Nights. I love crazy nights. Love but that album. He, why should he get shit for that? Except I'll fight hell to hold you in my way. The worst songs in the Kiss catalog. The terrible, <laughs> fucking terrible. And 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 listen, I get so much shit because I sit here and go, "Alive too blows away Kiss Alive." I don't yes! ever listen to Kiss Alive. No. Thank Kiss you, Mike. Alive, I can no. do without. I give the album full credit for what it did for, what for it Kiss's did. career, yep. but I won't listen to that. Kiss Alive, Kiss Alive 2. 2 is so much better. But yeah, I mean, it's like, why do you, why would anybody care what somebody else thinks about what you like to listen to? Exactly. It changes nothing. I told, I was, I was talking to somebody earlier this afternoon. And I'm like, so I've been listening to Crazy Nights for 35 plus years now. Loving it, loving it, loving it. And now today, because somebody comes up to me on a Facebook post and says, that's the biggest piece of crap album. I'm a musician. I'm telling you. It's oh, don't even. I'm, I'm supposed to sit here and go, well, I guess I guess the last 35 years I was wrong. Thank you for changing the way I feel about this. Dude, it's not going to happen. Mike, Mike, we just went on a rant our last episode <laughs> about people that preface their comments by saying, I'm a musician. So uh, blah, I was blah, blah, I blah, was blah. the guitar player in, a, in an 80s cover band. Oh, I know what I'm talking <laughs> about. You guys have no idea. Like, shut up. Just <laughs> enjoy what you enjoy. Didn't Kiss play Crazy Nights on that opening night in Manchester? Didn't they play Crazy Nights? That song was part it of the was, set. Yeah, they switched that with Do You Love Me set for a little while. Yeah, yeah it was they part, took yeah. it out for Do You Love Me because they played it in England when they went overseas because it's big there. Yeah. And then they played it here for a couple concerts. And I think people were like, no. People were like, like, all right, let's put Do You Love Me back in. They brought they the balloons out. out. Remember, they brought the balloons yep. out. It yep. was awesome. Yeah, yep. it didn't last long though, Lisa. No, I don't think it was. It was only in for a few shows. I know, but, but I they remember, did do it. I was like, "Oh my god, they have crazy eyes!" I thought it was fantastic, but you yeah. know, I don't. I think that song is a fun song. It makes you happy. Makes you sing along. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I love like, the album. It's, it's the Gene song. About the, the, it's the wait a minute, It's the Gene songs, Michael, that are so underrated on Crazy Nights. Love I th- them. I think so. Love them. I think it's, I, it's, it, it, it. It was. It was the first album in the 80s where I was like, oh, okay, Gene's now seems to be paying attention again. He's singing better. Yep. He's writing better. You know, the again, I'll go back to the crap on Animal Eyes that Gene contributed, Burn, Bitch, Burn. Murder is, in High Heels. Is, You're not a big fan is, of While the City my, Sleeps? <laughs> put my log in your fireplace. Put, put, I want to put a log in your fireplace. It's like, you know. I, I I can sit I can sit back now that we know what was going on back then. Oh yeah, I can sit back and go. Oh yeah, I know. Paul called up Gene and said, "Gene, I need five songs from you for this Animalize album. If you don't get them to me by today, I'm going to put five of my songs in place of it." And Gene's like, "Hold on, let me sit down on the toilet. <laughs> Here you go. Here's five songs. <laughs> I've got a I've got a song right now. It's coming to me." It's, yeah. oh, it's, it's a lo- it's a log in my fireplace, <laughs> but it's coming out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Did you ever hear Craig Gass do his jeans roast? Oh, yeah. oh always. Craig, yes. Yes. Al Pacino. The, this, these are uh, lyrics from the book of animals. <laughs> yeah, when he does that, that's fantastic. <laughs> Under Al's oh, voice, right? To some extent, I mean, that says something about Gene's skills. He can write and just spew out songs just like that. Just like that. It doesn't mean I think it's good. the confidence level. It's the confidence but, but, that he has himself. And you know, admirable. and and and, and and we've had people on our show where we've talked, contrasted Paul in the studio and Gene in the studio. Paul takes his time, and when he brings into the studio, are done, finished, the best material he's got. Yeah, Gene, Gene brings, brings in a duffel in. bag full of demos. <laughs> yeah, Gene brings in everything he crapped out that morning for breakfast. That's right. And it's yep. like, there you go. Let's see if we can make something out of this. It's like. Yep. I mean, you know, and I'm sitting here as a person. I've never written a song, and I couldn't write a song. You know, and I admire anybody hey, who could write any sort of. Do you song. have six thousand dollars, Michael? No, I would never do that. <laughs> you can go write one with Gene in London if you'd like. At Abbey Road, right? You can do that. Abbey yeah. Right. God bless him. You know he's going to get people that'll do it. Oh, Absolutely. God, well, and at the same hey, point, it's like if that's. You know, if, yeah. If the, if that's your money and that will make you happy, God bless you. Go exactly. do that. Spend exactly. your money how you want to spend it, and don't let any and let of these other do it. idiots on social media tell you you're spending your money the wrong way. Damn right. Do what you yeah, want. Yeah, I mean, that's what it comes down. Hey, yesterday me and Tom went and saw the Winery Dogs. Excellent show. Oh my god, oh, incredible! Yeah, At the end. Uh, Richie Kotzen in his kind of weird way. He's a kind of weird guy, but he's like, Hey, and uh, don't forget, uh, we got our new CD in the, in the corner there, the merch booth and the, you know, pick up a t-shirt over there. And I turned to Tom and I said, you're in the kiss business, baby. <laughs> that's all I can think of is Gene saying that in that Henry Rollins interview, yeah. you sell t-shirts in your band. You're in the kiss <laughs> business, baby. And I'm like, yeah, he's right. He's yep. just, He's just not playing the game where he's ashamed to ask right. to buy their merch. No, no. no. And he, he's and not ashamed of money. And no. then yeah. yeah, he wants money. 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 We Terrible song. Terrible song. <laughs> Terrible song. Terrible song. Waiting for me. <laughs> That's a great song, Tommy. You guys are wrong about that. It's a good song. I mean, if you know the if you're singing it and you know the lyrics. Good song, I guess. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, we've taken up a lot of your time. We're really appreciative. Um, what's going on? With three sides. Another ten years. As long as you, this is true, and this is honest, it's not a, it's not a, a bit. As long as we have fun doing it every week, we'll keep doing it. Thank that's, you. That's we don't, us. We don't. We we don't give a crap what you know. Obviously, we don't give a crap what people think of the shows of the guests. We, you know, yes, we love if people watch, but if you don't watch and we have an episode that has a hundred views, I don't care if we had fun doing it, mm -hmm. we're going to keep doing it. You know, that's, it's, it's two, three, four of us getting together every week. Talking kiss. Friends, talking kiss, you know, and sometimes we get some guests in here where we're just like, holy shit, this is some amazing stuff we're learning or mm -hmm. talking about. Um, yeah, we're going to, we got no plans to change or stop anything. And right now there's a bunch of people out there going, boo, him, 
Well, Sorry, we're not going away. I mean, we just you heard it. And, and you know, we, we have, have fun. We, we have, have fun doing failure. this. We have some failure episodes too, but usually we the, all do. And usually, the ones that we think we always say this is a train wreck is really the funniest ones. I right, Mike? Zeus and I have had that. Zeus and I have had that conversation too. We'll do an episode and be like, "Yeah, that was pretty good," and then we'll get feedback. And be like. Did we miss something? Everybody loves this episode. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like, that was the best episode you ever or, did. Or I'm the like, ones you're proud of, what? and you all of a sudden you get crickets. You're like, what the fuck? You guys yeah. didn't like that? I yeah. found that guy really interesting. You guys didn't like it? But usually the best episodes are usually at my expense. Oh, oh Lisa. That is, oh, that is true. Lisa usually pulls something like falling off a chair, <laughs> getting attacked by a hummingbird. <laughs> Something happens with Lisa that we're just like, and people are like, you plan that, right? We're like, no, no. Three sides of the coin has zero show prep, zero (laughs) scripting, zero planning of what questions we're going to ask. When we don't have a guest at the last, we literally sit here and go, hit record. I'm like, I'm like, all right, let's just hit the record button and see where we go. And, you know, it might go good. It might go really bad. But that's part of the fun, at least the way we do it. I mean, again, not taking away from anybody who wants to do well-scripted and prepped out podcasts. That's not what we're about. We are truly like, we want you to feel like you just sat down with your kiss buddies in a bar and you start by talking about creatures of the night and you end up trashing on this. You don't know where the conversation goes. That's fun. Some of the funniest, probably the one I laughed at the most is when, remember when Mark couldn't get his his, uh, iPad to work and like, he's trying to work it out. He doesn't know the volume, like the mics on. He's like, son of a bitch. And then you like see the ceiling, you see a ceiling fan. Yeah, he lays it down. <laughs> you know, we, we laugh. He's like, when Mark, when Mark, Mark has to leave early, he thinks he shuts off his iPad, but he just turns it, lays it down, walks away, and it's shy, It's up at his you know ceiling. We're just like, oh, Mark, 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 Mark's a joy for those unplanned, unscripted. You know, listen. The, the the absolute funniest moment was Rob Halford. Oh God! When Rob Halford at the end of the show is like, "Mark, I need to. I think I'm going to go buy you a new router." We never told Rob Halford anything about Mark's router problems, oh, and wow. yet here's Rob Halford going, "Mark, <laughs> I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to Best Buy and buy you a router." internet problems like half the time it worked half the time it didn't and then like he'd give up and he'd just yell he's like fucking i'm i'm done i, I can't get oh yeah no, we, we 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 know we have those shows where mark shows up and he's just he's just you know he's the cranky three-year-old he's the toddler having the meltdown <laughs> as all parents know what that would be like and we're just like yeah we're not going to make him happy let's just let him sit there in the corner and go I'm done. I'm done. Tommy always says it's the personalities that really make the show. And if they like the host, oh, yeah. they'll listen to you. They'll listen to you anything. talk about anything. Yep. Oh, it doesn't no, I, matter. I, 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 yep. I've I've done um speaking events at radio conventions talking about podcasts and and people are always they're like, 
oh, how about show prep and mic and gear? And I go, the only thing that matters, and you people in radio should know this, Yep, it's the chemistry of that morning team. Yep. That's, That's right. Howard Stern, people listen to Howard Stern, whether he's got a guest or not, because they like Howard and the team's chemistry. Yep. Perfect example. We Absolutely. Want, we want people to be the same way. It's like, oh, the show's even better because you've got a great guest, but we're going to still tune in because goddamn Mark's hilarious and, and Tommy's dry humor. And God, Lisa might get attacked by an ant this week, and we don't know what that will do to her. And, <laughs> you know, and, 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 who's, and who's Mike going to piss off purposely? You know, that's the chemistry. The chemistry of a podcast is more important than everything else. It's true. Nobody ever tunes into a podcast because you spent a thousand dollars on that microphone. Right. And, and, and you can still be it's, you will it's still true. be boring as hell, but you'll sound great being boring <laughs> yeah, as hell. It's yeah. exact it's true. Hey Tom, can I get one last question into these guys? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, what's t- gonna happen first? The magic book comes out or Ace and Peter on stage with Kiss at the end? <laughs> the, the magic book. Don't I am not commenting Dude, on that. Tommy tried to get me to get in on that book when it first came out. Remember, you tried to get me in on that book. I'm like, what is this? Oh, you if you get in, you can they'll put your name in. the. It book. is my life's care. mission. It is my life's mission to find that man. <laughs> well, let's let's be honest. First of all, that book is never happened. Never. It was, it was never. never going to, it was never happening. So an ace and Peter are going to show up on stage with Kiss then. Well, <laughs> There's a good chance Ace will. I, me personally, I don't. I think there's some goodwill going on with Peter. Peter. I do. I think the ideal thing that I would like to see, first of all, Ace and Peter will not show up in makeup, people. Don't ever think that's going to happen. No. The ideal would be a final show or series of shows where, Peter shows up and sings Beth. Yep. And Ace shows up and sings 2000 Man or Shock, or me, or Shock me, something like that. And they all members come out and do a rock and roll yep. all night with finale. Bruce, too. But here's with the thing. Bruce. Here's the thing, though, to that. And Vinny, right? No, <laughs> Vinny, will never, <laughs> Vinny will never show up. No. No, I, honestly, don't, don't. Don't fool yourself to think Vinny will ever. He would never get invited. I don't think either. He's not going to be invited. True. So if if Ace and Peter do get up and do that, they got to have to remember that Eric and Tommy are still going to be in makeup. Of course. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. are they? And then. Oh Uh -oh. Oh, no. (laughs) She gave the secret to kids. (laughs) Lisa's using the Mark Ruda. Jean found out what she was going to say and cut off her internet. Exactly. Um, I think what she was getting to was, will Ace and Peter be willing to go up on stage and perform with two other people wearing their makeup? Exactly. I'm not sure about that. I I don't know. I don't know. This is where you guys are all wrong. You're wrong. It's a 50-50 toss-up. You're wrong. I think... I've said this from the beginning. I think at some point, Tommy and Eric go off 
never, the makeup. never, never. And Peter come on no, with the never. makeup, no, and then Tommy no, and Eric no. play without the makeup for the last. Nev, song. That's no. never going to happen. Yep. You've never. No. In in the in the world of Kiss, it's always been said anything's possible, and for the most part, that has always been true. I don't think there's any chance Vinny will be there, and I don't think there's any chance that Ace and Peter will be in makeup. I agree. Zero chance. I agree. And but again, like mm. I said, I lost my rooter. Um, <laughs> Welcome I, back, Lisa. <laughs> thank you. I don't know what happened, but I guess I get a new rooter too. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, it would have to be okay, because remember the whole rock and roll uh, Hall of Fame fiasco? Oh, yeah. He was going to play in makeup, and Ace and Peter did not want to perform with them in makeup. Remember that whole fiasco too? Mm-hmm. That yep. could still still be the same scenario if they do a final show, which could cause problems. So if anything that happens, if, if you're going to get this whole camaraderie on stage, what's going to have to happen, everyone's going to have to strip out of their makeup and do a final show, which that includes, you know, Gene, Paul, Eric, Eric, and Tommy, Bruce, Bruce Peter, Peter, and Ace. I don't that's, think you're going to, but, but I, I don't think there's any chance that you'll have a final show of Kiss no, being out of makeup. No, it'll be a slump. Not going to happen. Not happening. I've been saying this for a long time and Zeus gets mad at me because I'm such a downer. I think the final show is just going to be the last show. I don't think that's they're going to do, I don't think they're going to do anything. That's going to be disappointing though, then. It's going to be the last show well, that I, I have to have something it's going to be weird if they don't i i think here's i think gene they'll, and do, paul, a big, they'll do a big slideshow behind it with pictures <laughs> more fireworks i, I think it. gene and paul have 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 tried and want to try and do something honestly i feel that i feel like they want to i think the problem is you've got you've got ace and peter who are you know you got ace sitting there going the only way I'm going back on stage is if they give me my makeup back. That's, well, that's I mean. not happening. Yeah, no that shit. is not going to happen. Yeah. What's Peter's feelings? I think Peter's quietly feeling the same thing. As a simple fan, yeah, I would love to see them up there in makeup. I could see two guys in Ace makeup, two guys in Peter's makeup. As a mm. fan, that would that that would that would be okay. Realistically, not a chance in hell will Ace and Peter be in makeup. Not a chance. That's what you would want, Michael. And I agree. That would be amazing. In reality world, that would never, like all them in makeup. Never going to happen. Gene and Paul are not going to go. Gene, Paul, Eric, and Tommy are not going to go off stage, take off the makeup, take off the costumes. To do a finale, final song with Ace and Peter. Peter, so I don't see that ever happening. I think Eric um, and Tommy might, and then they no. them come out. They I don't could. know. I mean, if you got a piece, of, I don't know. It's 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 got to be a big negotiation thing. I think a- Tommy and Eric would be like gracious enough to do it. I just I don't know if the other two, and I don't know if Paul and Gene would let that happen. You know, there's egos involved too. Thing with the Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure Tommy and Eric were like, we'll do whatever. We don't care. I think it I think it was the powers that be that had it was like we're not gonna perform but it's That's either how you ask too. It's still done. personalities though, Lisa, right? It's still personalities. Are you demanding you that left the band and 
can't barely play anymore? Are you demanding we do this for you? Fuck you. And are you gracefully saying, listen, I want to get this work. How about if we do this? Let's negotiate. How about if I do this? Will you yeah, guys, I if they that, do it that way, you never know. But I think that Gene and Paul do do that. But I think that maybe the reciprocated parties do not want to do that. I think oh, that, absolutely. I agree. You think, you think they get Ace? girlfriends and wives involved. And well, I was just going to say, gets, you think that's when it, it goes. Look, look, if this gets fucked up, it's going to be because it's Ace and Peter's fault. Sorry, fans. That's what's going to fuck this up. It's going to be I, Ace I, and I, Peter. I completely agree. And, and I, agree. I think we've already okay. seen. I think we've already seen that on Ace's part here. I mean, Ace has made comments in the last what six to twelve months where he's like, "The only way I'm going to go back on stage is if they give me my makeup back." That's oh, right. Money that, too. That's big that, money. That's money and my makeup. Yeah, that's not negotiating and trying to make something work. That's right. sitting there making demand. And let's be honest, he's in no position to make any demands because that final kiss show, is even be if it is with without Ace and Peter, will still be huge. Be huge. Yep. It will still be sold out. So Gene and Paul are not in a position of like, we need something to save this. Fuck that! They're doing they're they're doing this to be nice, gracious, and and try and create a final of everybody. If the and other it, two guys don't contribute to it, it's not happening. You know what it is? It's the it's their not- lawyers talking to them like, you know, Kiss is going to sell that as a DVD. You know, Kiss Kiss is going to make an album out of that. Are you getting any cut off that? We need to get some royalties off. Like, fuck you! You're not in the band. You don't get it. We'll pay you a fee. For performing, and that's it. You don't get cut off our digital. You don't get cut off our albums that we put out of this. If they were smart, they would do it. That's the problem. Of course, if they were smart, yes. And even though it might not be to their uh, monetary standard, you know, their expectations, which are high, you got to step back. I mean, yeah, I'm sure whatever it is, it's not going to be like, you know, a a minuscule amount. I'm sure it's going to be a substantial amount. To you and I, but it's like you got to step back and go. You know what? I'll take that amount, and I'm going to do this show, and I'm not going to negotiate. I'm not going to cost rips, and because I think that's what happens is they give them a set amount, and they go, well, "We want more. We want more. We want more. We want yeah. more." And that's where the problem starts. And I'm sure it's not. A, a, it's an amount that is not like okay, we're going to give you fifty thousand dollars to do this show. I'm sure it's not something like that. You know. But mm-hmm. it's the greedy, it's the greedy, it's the greedy that yeah, comes. It'll in. keep it's, him it's, off the let's, road let's, for six months at least. It'll save him money from touring as a seventy-year-old, and, and you I'm can sure. make more money doing that. And maybe a, a year's off the road of your life. Take and the I'm money. Sure, I'm sure that Peter and Ace would benefit from that amount. Yeah. And if they just took it and didn't look yeah. into it so much and try to negotiate and do 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 do, do, do you know, yeah, Peter ain't living off the one for all money. I don't no. think those negotiations are going to be very sunny. Let's just put it that yeah. way. Yeah. Mike, it's not going to be a sunny negotiation. No, it won't be. <laughs> Mike, tell everybody where they can find you. Obviously, they know where they can find you, but tell everybody your your websites, your socials. Where can everybody find you guys? Uh, just, you, you can go to threesidesofthecoin.com. That's got links to all of our socials on there, or you can search for Three Sides of the Coin on Facebook, on Twitter on youtube on instagram um you can listen to the podcast anywhere podcasts can be listened to i mean anywhere you get an audio podcast we're there what we're on spotify right 
We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. Um, we obviously we're on YouTube. I mean, the big channels where people listen most are YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes. Awesome. Guys, and basically every week, every week a new oh, episode. And we can also catch you on the Kiss Cruise YouTube this year, right? Yes, you, it's in January. You have no excuse now. Come on. It's in January of 2020. Yeah, I still do. Lisa, I don't want to be on a cruise ship with 3,000 crazies. You're going to come. And then right right when you walk by, I'm going to spray it right on your back. And then wherever you go on the cruise, people are like, God, that woman stinks. <laughs> what do you call it when, like, uh, uh, crop dusting? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what does she eat? That's what I thought in the elevator. I was like, oh my God, are people going to think like I totally like farted in the elevator? Like, <laughs> like who smelled the Delta kind of a thing? There you go. Well, listen, <laughs> Michael, Lisa, pleasure to have you guys. Thank you for coming on. We really appreciate a- it. Anytime, guys. This has been a blast. Guys, thank you. Thank you so much, Michael, Lisa. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. You bet. So that was Mike and Lisa from Three Sides. Um, I had a blast. Uh, That could have gone on for a lot longer. And I'll tell you this. A lot of people are probably out there saying, why did you have Three Sides on? And people from Three three Sides fans are probably saying, why did you go on Shout It Out Loudcast? Well, guess what? Because for all the stuff that we talk about on this show, we're still regular people. (laughs) <laughs> and we and we and, and we know that Mike and Lisa are regular people and Kiss fans. We we met Lisa in person. We spent some time with her at Creatures Fest last year. Um, as we as you heard during the interview, we 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 reminisced about the liquid ass elevator story. <laughs> um, but but I had a blast talking. And here's the thing: I want I I noticed like during during it and after. It didn't feel to me, I'm speaking for myself, it didn't feel like we had two guests on our show. No. It felt like the four of us were our were doing a sh- a show. Um because I think yeah, yeah, yeah. we all I, share I because we're because we all share very, very similar personalities in general and with KISS. We're very opinionated, we're very outspoken, we have strong feelings both ways about what involves the band. And what involves the KISS community and social media and our Facebook groups, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I thought it was great. I thought we had a really good time. Mike and Lisa were very, very gracious, and I thought they were a ton of fun. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it, uh, to be honest with you. That could have been at Creatures Fest. We walked down in the hotel lobby, saw them, sat down, and, and just That's shot it. the shit and had yep. lunch with them. Yep. Yeah, Mike can be prickly, as he said. We can be fucking loudmouth, know-it-all morons. It's okay. It's okay. You don't have to hate them and uh, only like us, and you don't have to hate us and only like them. They were fine. Like, and there's a niche for everybody. But if you're having fun and you enjoy talking about Kiss and you make it fun, it works. Say what you want, and we've said this since day one. You want to listen to a more of an academic podcast? You know where to go. Go over to Kiss FAQ. You want a, a big name interview? Boom. You can go to three sides. You want somebody to do a kiss draft and, and do ace impressions? Come over here. But say fucking something. That's why I, I can, you know, when we joke about them. Oh, I need my meatloaf sandwich. We can joke and shit like that, but 
but we will tip the fucking hat because they don't care if they piss off people. And well, the, that's the, the, the thi- one thing I can re- really respect. Well, the thing too, it all comes down to this. It all comes down to being authentic, being perfect, being the person that you are off the mic and on the mic. Now, sometimes Zeus and I have crazy senses of humor and, and, and we just, we go nuts sometimes on this show, but this isn't an act. Okay. And when we talk to Mike and Lisa, that's not an act and they don't care if their audience is upset. Sometimes they embrace that because it increases the dialogue. They're not protecting them, their image or their audience. They don't, if they offend people, great. If they try to offend people, Okay, but the worst thing you can do is play it safe with a band like Kiss when you're doing a podcast, because guess what? You become boring and uninteresting, and that's the thing that whether you love three sides or not, they're never boring and they're never uninteresting. They might not tickle your fancy in the Kiss world, but you're going to get something that you're not going to get anywhere else, and we like to say think the same thing about us. If you want to be bored and talk basic oh, shit. Oh, there's plenty of fucking KISS podcasts. And you know what? And there's an audience for them because people, KISS has got such a big fan base. Anybody will listen to any KISS podcast. That's right. But, does, but it doesn't make you fucking interesting. No. And, it, and you ain't going to fucking grow out of your little fucking group of the same people listening to the same fucking podcast because they just like music and they want to hear people talk about it. You're just never gonna fucking grow out of it. Mike had a, Mike 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 had a great line. We were talking about like you know growing the show, your audience, and people spending money on equipment and stuff. And he's like, he's like, yeah, that, that, that's great. You got a hundred dollar microphone. Now you sound great and boring. Yeah, exactly. And there are a lot of people that make kiss conversation boring and safe, and that's the fucking worst thing that you could fucking do. Yep. Dude, I don't give a shit that I can't I can go out there and say Shandy sucks. And you know, maybe 75% of you people are like, fucking, what are you, an idiot? And then right. 25% of you people are like, exactly. And then I'll say, let's put the XSX is a fucking brilliant tune. And half of you guys may say agree and half may not. That's my opinion. I don't give a shit. And I have fun with it. You can't be a fucking kiss podcast. And be safe and boring. And I don't want to upset anybody. And hey, happy times. Yeah. Oh, let's not talk about these things. Or let's not do this. Now, you have a right to because it's your fucking show. But I'm not interested in people that are going to give me the safe fucking place. And there are people that will only listen to safe space kiss podcast. Well, it's the same people that will only subscribe to certain Facebook and Twitter pages because they don't want to. They don't want any critical thinking. They don't have any sense of humor. We've talked about this all the time. Yeah. People like, like that, that, that bitch on our, <laughs> I don't even, I can't even remember. I can't even remember her name. And if I did, I wouldn't say it anyways. She would come after us on Twitter and Facebook. We'd be making jokes about Paul or, or Ace. And she'd be like, oh, well, I guess it wouldn't be Charlotte Loudcast if you weren't shitting on Kiss. I'd be like, well, then why are you in this fucking group then? Why are you here? I like the pitches people share. Uh, like, come on. Ultimately, ultimately, what we're saying is this. Just. It's like that line in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles when Steve Martin is flipping out at John Candy. Here's an idea. Have a point. 
It makes your story so much more interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly it. And, you know, does it mean that we're best of friends? No. But there's a mutual respect there. And, you know, I have to hand it to them. Yeah. They're considered the big boys. Now, they may not be bigger in numbers in podcasting. But when you add up YouTube and everything else they've been doing and what they've been doing and who they have connections to and who they get interviews with, you got to tip your hat. 10 years, 500 plus episodes. And they, and every week that it's either them shooting the shit like us, or they have some big name. I mean, look, it's, it's, there's a reason variety too, Tom, I'll give them credit. I will. I like the variety. Mark has got his fucking nerdy collection shit which they give him a hard time lisa knows a lot of people in the band in the music community and she has her input yep. you got tommy taking photos and all this stuff and being a fan of certain bands for all these hours and of course mike and his background in marketing and music and working for kiss years ago on their website bringing me something exactly i don't want to hear like and in the same thing if you want to listen to faq now i know they don't want to ever mention us I don't give a shit. There are certain topics that we're not going to go down that stuff. And they probably have a lot of research on. I'll listen to it. Absolutely. Of course. And it's okay. But at least give me something. Yep. Yep. It was a, it was a great interview. It was really, it was really nice to, to finally meet them and talk to them and just, and just riff on everything. I mean, we went through it all and it could have kept yep. going. Yep. So exactly. I hope you guys, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm, I'm sure yeah. you guys are surprised when you're going to sit, when you open up your podcast app on Saturday and be like, wait, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> so I think it's cool. Well, Tom, we go to question of the week next. What do we got? Yeah, we got a question of the week. This comes from Philip on Facebook and it is a topical question. These are the ones I love that we can kind of bank. Uh, and it, it's a question about compilations. So obviously last week, our episode was about a compilation and he says, Hey guys, love the show. Love the show. Looking at compilations. It seems like the last compilation that kiss released was 2017's kiss world. So it's been almost over five years since there was a kiss compilation and they were coming fast and furious. Do you think now that with the advent of these official box sets and the off the soundboard series, that kiss compilations are a thing of the past. Well, I think they've used up all the names. Best of greatest. Very, uh, very bad. Don't forget very best. (laughs) Icons, you know, but no, they'll come out with something down years down the line because kiss is retiring. They'll throw out something together, but yeah, I think the box sets will be there for the real diehard kiss fans. Yeah. Yeah. They'll put out something every once in a while. There's this new series of compilations that are like the 20th century masters. That's that's a series. Best of our series. There'll be another one that comes out. I'm sure Kiss will be involved. Yeah, I think there'll still be some, but there's no need to bang them out right now. They haven't released a fucking new song since 2012, really, from their last album. Yeah, I think it will be. I mean, I don't think they're ever going to go away, but I think look they, they those things came out primarily in like the the cd era i mean i know kiss world came out when vinyl was was hot not as hot as it is now but i also think a lot of historically compilations are a result of a band trying to fulfill a record deal you know sometimes like hey let's throw a greatest hits album here 
Uh, but then you have these series like 20th Century Masters was a series that was done by Mercury that that encompasses like a hundred different bands. So that's a different one. But I, I don't know. I, I think. Look, I'm hoping and I try not to let myself down. But it's tough being a Kiss fan. I'm hoping that when all is said and done, that they do another type of a box set or another type of chronicle of the band, the 50 year something. But in terms of like these single, these compilations that have 12, 15 songs, I don't know if you're going to see those again. I mean, I don't know if you do, we'll buy it and we'll probably do an episode on it. So who knows? <laughs> exactly. But uh, Philip, Philip, great question. I love those topical questions. And uh, yeah, compilations, especially with streaming now. I don't know. Are they a thing of the past? I don't know. Well, Tom, where can people find us? Our website's the best place to go. Shoutitoutloudcast.com. Shoutitoutloudcast.com. You go there. You can find every episode from Shout It Out Loudcast, from Album Review Crew, from Dorm Damage, Zeppelin Chronicles. You can click on the links to join our Patreon, buy our merch from Amazon, use our Amazon shopping link, uh, click on links for some of our friends, shows that we've been on, people that have been on our show. It's the best place you can find everything there. And of course, you can message us directly from the website too, which is an awesome feature. And you can also send us emails. We love the emails. We say this every week. We read every email. Sometimes we don't get to all of them on the show, but believe me, please send your emails. We read them, okay? And that is shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. And of course, our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, very active. Tag us, send us DMs, f- tell us what your plans are for this end of the road tour. Are you going to go to these shows? Are you going to try to go to Madison Square Garden? I could tell you, I don't care if we're sleeping under a subway car, we're going to those shows. Hopefully both of them, but that that's a story that's, that'll be down the road, uh, end of the road, maybe. Uh, and of course, as we mentioned earlier, our wonderful Patreon family and our buddy Tony from Australia. Thank you so much for becoming part of that family. And we always like to say that we are a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network of Shows. Yeah, people can DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're almost up to a thousand. That's a magic number. Please go on to YouTube and subscribe. And don't forget to give us a five-star child review. Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever the fuck it's called. Whatever the uh, fuck you guys call it. <laughs> Spotify, <laughs> Stitcher, Facebook, uh, wherever they give five-star reviews, please give us one. That's a great way to help out the show. The other way to help out the show, as Tom mentioned, is our Patreon family. And then you can get merch. Now, it was awesome. We talked about it. We did just released a dorm damage episode. We saw the winery dogs. We run into three Patreon members. Each one of them had our gear. Awesome. Oh, so. Uh, and we met, and, 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 and we mentioned that in the Dorm Damage Winery Dogs concert review. We don't want you to think that we saved that for the end of this. We spent a lot of time talking about them earlier. So, yeah, that was AJ, Rudy, and John, I believe. Yes. Great time. And they all had our merch. So that picture will be on our website. So if you want to get on our website as well, make sure you get your Shout It Out Loudcast gear. You can get it on Amazon or just go to our website, hit the link, or go to our Amazon store, and you'll find Shout It Out Loudcast gear. Take a photo, send it to us, give us permission. We'll put it on the website. Yep. I always like to repeat our email, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com and the website. 
shoutitoutloudcast.com, shoutitoutloudcast.com. We worked real hard on the website. It's really interactive. You guys are really using it. Most of our episode uh, feedback nowadays are actually on the website. So if you look at an episode, there, anytime you post, now that episode will always have that post, unlike our social media accounts where it just gets pushed down into, I don't know, <laughs> the never-ending social media world, and you don't see it. But on our website, your post will remain, and then people can comment on that, and it's just nonstop and continuous. So please use our interactive website. We really appreciate it. Shout it out, loudcast.com. So, uh, we always end with famous last words. Tom, do you have any? Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know why I'm torturing myself with this one, but I'm feeling nostalgic because it's the end of the road. And anyways, once upon a time, you were a child, but that was yesterday. Believed that magic in your heart would never fade away, but hold your head up high and let your spirits fly. We are one. <laughs> every day I wait. When they played that on the cruise, I almost tied an anchor around my neck and jumped overboard. <laughs> Fucking horrendous. I got another obscure one for you, Tom. Okay. Um, especially after today. You keep on shouting. You <laughs> keep on shouting. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I want to thank three sides. Michael Branvold, Lisa Martini. I want to thank my partner here, Tom. Loudcasters, Kiss Army. Thank you very much. Guys, you're the best. A huge thanks to Michael Branvold and Lisa Martini of Three Sides of the Coin. You guys were great. We had a blast. Thank you so much. And thank you to all you guys out there. You're the best. And Zeus, as always, my friend, thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. Cut out the jibber-jabber. Don't be babbling like a fool. Say what you got to say. That's all. Then shut your dang pie hole. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.